0: You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and take your first step into a larger world. Everybody, welcome back! It's episode 103 of the Tumbling Saber Podcast. My name is Kyle. My name's Corey, and I'm James. Yeah, welcome back, buddy. Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: Hey, so, James. What, the,
0: the podcasting bug bit you this week.
1: The podcasting bug bit me hard this week. That's a that's a good way to put
0: it, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get there. So, so I, I heard from you earlier in the week in the form of a voice clip. Which will now get rolled over into episode 104. Uh, but then, was it yes Saturday or Friday? You're like, dude, you, yeah, it was Friday. I was at work. You want a, you want a third voice for the show? Yeah, of course, of course, we'll have you on the show. There's, there's always a spot here with with a little tag at your chair. This is this is the James seat. But uh, I wasn't sure you'd want to delve into all the the material that we're getting at this week. So anyway, you're in. Glad to have you.
1: Yep. thanks, man. I hummed and hawed. I got to be honest. the uh, The show notes were extra stacked this week, and it's not because I don't like reading show notes, but they were extra stacked with with uh, articles and inside scoops. And I was worried that it would be too spoilery. But just a warning to everybody who's uh, who's listening: it's not that spoilery.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know. I know. Bradley is already right now thinking about uh, how far ahead am I going to skip. And, and that that kind of slices right down to the the whole spoiler argument, right? Yep. Uh, you know what? Maybe we can talk about that a bit before we before we actually get into the news. But uh, Corey, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. Nice
2: weekend. Uh, caught up with some old friends. Had some dinner with them. Took some family Christmas photos today. That's always kind of a bit of a blast. <laughs> Had some fun a blast. doing that. Yeah, man. It is fun, you know. I'd be smiling and laughing and whatever. <laughs> and uh, I, think I, I think I have to I, have I think to, you just titled sh- the episode Episode 103, what whatever It's true, it's like, what's so special about 103? Like hey, every, is cool. every episode
0: is special What are you talking about? I hear you. This, this is special,
2: I have to I have to address something with my special friend, James I uh, firmly <laughs> Apologize for no, I formally, <laughs> hereby Apologize for calling you Jim on the last show I, I know you don't like that It triggered you I get it.
1: <laughs> hey, thanks, Corey, for uh, for clearing that up. I do appreciate
2: <laughs> it. I'm kind of wondering, is there something about that, though? Is that someone back in the day, like, do something? Or is it just like, no,
1: I am James? It, it's funny. Um, I actually don't really care, but I, thought, I I was thinking that recently. If if you would have made a bigger deal of it and had to drag um, the apo- the formal, formal apology out of you over a longer period of time, uh, as soon as you would have apologized, I was going to say... Uh, by the way, no big deal. Just call me Jim. It, it actually doesn't doesn't really bother me that much, but I thought it was funny.
2: I kind of for Jimmy.
1: Is that cool? Um, you know, like I'm actually named after a Jim. Like my great grandfather James went by Jim. That was his name. And in order to like just distinguish us, I didn't go by that. But I'm certainly not offended by it. Whatever. It's it's just not a name that I went by. Like when I was young, uh, I went by Jamie. Like growing up until I was 11 or 12. Anybody who who, who knows me from like elementary school still calls me Jamie really like anybody after yeah yeah and my my brother too. my my brothers often will call me Jamie my mom there you go
0: yeah Yeah, there you go little history there um all right so where should we start this week not we're not going to the news yet we still have a collecting update to get to um oh I I you know what? I'll mention this so Everybody knows we have our Patreon campaign going, but what you may not know is in our next episode of Sith Disturbers, we're going to be dropping our super terrific Sith Disturbery Tumbling Saber The Last Jedi quiz. 40 questions, yes or nos, multiple choices, Uh, and the winner, whoever nails the best grade out of 40, is going to get a, a super terrific prize out of the whole thing, so... Uh, if you want to take part in that, you have got to become a powerful friend, and that's over at uh, patreoncom slash saber. So that, that and that's going to be a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun putting that quiz together with uh, with Corey and Carlos, of course. It was actually Carlos's idea, so props to him. All right, now we can do our collecting update. Corey, anything this week? Oh, a little bit. I've
2: I've actually been on the hunt two or three times. Went to some local WalMarts and Toys R Us. Uh god there's there's I mean there's a lot of stuff out there but there's nothing like like the new wave 2 the black series there's really not that much there was like the Poe and the Finn that's really all I've seen nothing there's there's really nothing it's kind of disappointing so anyway in that case I had to go online and <laughs> look at some stuff but uh I made my way over to uh it's funny I actually made my way over there last week to Michael Pasquale's shop 800 pound prods. Love his stuff. I've I've got some some stuff in the past and I was like, Yeah, I gotta pick this up before Christmas, you know, like picked up a thing or two. Then I went back the following week just to, to double check and I looked the whole site's fifty percent off. <laughs> like I'm like, Oh wow, yeah, I'm kidding me. Yeah. So I was like, anyway, bang, 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 picked up some more stuff. Actually, uh yeah, we'll talk about that later on, but yeah. I picked up a whole bunch of stuff there. <laughs> it was pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about it later, I guess. Cool. All right. Yeah, I picked up. Uh, yeah, I you know I was out. I was I was trying to economize trips. You know, in, in this age of high gas prices, high petrol prices over in the UK. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to like you know plan my my days around getting all these stuff, all these things done in one trip. So I, I head head out to a, a town not too far from here, and I grab myself a a box what? set <laughs> Lord, of, Lord of the Rings box set.
1: Oh, Jean- I know this story. Which I'm a little jealous, honestly.
0: Well, really, I mean, you have, you have a pretty impressive collection. I I, I didn't really think the, the box that I have. I thought, as far as you know, Lord of the Rings books goes, this one's pretty plain Jane, isn't
1: it? It's not that. Well, first of all, it's it's uh, turns out it, it's an, a UK version that I can't get here anyway, or can't get. It's more difficult to get here. Uh, I'd have to have one of our our friends ship it over. Uh, but beyond that, I just I, I love all versions, and it's what I'm jealous of is the fact that it was in my backyard, much closer to me, the <laughs> town that you drove to, yes, than, than it is to you, and <laughs> just the fact that it was, you know, someone was trying to sell that, and, and my spidey sense didn't pick up on it, uh, annoys me a little. That's all.
0: Hey, well, I, I'm happy to swap with you for for if you have a I'm, plain Jane set, I I just want the words.
1: <laughs> I am very happy for you to to have picked that up, and uh, yeah, no, we'll talk. But I think you should keep that somewhere. Uh, somewhere within reach, because, um, yeah, def- de- definitely, definitely worth reading those books more than once.
0: Absolutely. And more on that in just a minute. Uh, but I also, uh, my, our buddy, powerful friend, Space Ninja, hooked me up with his PS4. He, he told me long ago, he's like, yeah, dude, I'll lend you my, my PS4. I don't play it. He's, he's a Nintendo guy. And I, I guess I'd forgotten about it, because um, you know, he listened to episode 102, and a couple days later, after we dropped it, I get a text, he goes, dude. I told you I will lend you my PS4. Don't go buying one just to play Battlefront 2. Right, got it. So uh, that was just down the street from where I picked up the Lord of the Rings books. So I, I did both things at once. Then went out, went out and bought Battlefront 2. Haven't hooked that up yet, but I'm, I will get to that. But at the same time, I decided, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna check. You know, it being uh, Black Friday, and I'll, I'll I'll stop in at Walmart. I'll stop at Toys R Us and see what they've got. And Walmart really didn't turn up anything except for the aforementioned Battlefront Two, but Toys R Us, for some reason, still carry a lot of Rogue One three and three quarter figures, and they were being liquidated at two ninety seven. Oh boy! So I was like, ah, what the hell? Two ninety seven? Can you really go wrong? Or was it three ninety seven? Can you not
1: get five of them?
0: No, I got I only got, I got Chirrut and I got uh, Cassian, so just the two. Uh, but I also picked up the the four pa- the four pack of uh, Edrio two Saga Sagarera, Gin, and I think it's a hover tank driver, something like that. Um, yeah, that was that was like thirteen dollars. So I you know I couldn't turn that down. I remember that was once retailing for like thirty four ninety nine. I was like ah, re- maybe it's a pretty cool little set. Maybe I'll do it. And I I just waited and waited and here, here it is for fourteen. But awesome. <laughs> and if you follow me on Instagram. I, I, I don't think either of you guys are on Instagram, are you? Negative. Negative. Nope. All right. So I, I posted a picture this morning of what I picked up. And I, I know a few people listening, ads, and, and Steve and a few other guys have seen what I posted. And so I picked up the Black Series TIE Fighter. <laughs> this thing is absolutely enormous. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pop the image into our Facebook chat after, but holy smoke. So if, if you're curious, yeah, everybody it. out there. Just just head over to my uh, tumbling saber Instagram feed and look at the image I posted. It is massive, absolutely massive, to the to the point where you I could fit both kids in the packaging. And when the when you hold when the kid is holding my three year old is holding up the TIE fighter, he is completely overwhelmed by it. <laughs> this thing is gigantic. I like I I already <laughs> regret buying this thing. How much was it? Well, and that's the that's the kicker, man. This thing was originally when it first dropped on the market like one ninety nine or something. And I was like, yeah, nope, it's really cool and all, but hell, no, not at that price. I picked it up for forty bucks. Like that, that's yeah, I think were, that's less They were giving it to you. Yeah, that's sweet. And it, well, it comes with a figure as well. So if you if you want to look at it that way, like twenty, if you want to think of it as, as you know twenty nine dollars for a Black Series figure, which is the going rate around here, I paid ten dollars for the Tie Fighter. Well done sir. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Which is which is nuts, man. But I, I already kind of regret buying this thing. It is way too big. It's it, it's an absolute obstacle in the house already. I think it's going
2: to be broken in no time.
0: Probably. Yeah, it's a, it's well it's so big that the the wings are a little bit flimsy. So uh yeah. Don't tell Corey that. He was hoping to use pieces for his boat. <laughs> <laughs> I need the I need the hyperdrive. Anyway, uh, that's it for the collecting update. A, a, a rather large update for me this week. A never regrettable one. Should have seen the f- looks on their faces though when I took—they were look, waiting for me to come home—and I hauled the box out of my trunk. And they—they they were like, "Oh my god!" Like they'd never seen a, a, a cardboard box that size. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, James, uh, it, it's not—not not as often anymore that you join us, but you do have some pretty damn cool news to share.
1: Uh, I, I'm glad you think it's cool. I also think it's cool news. Um, and yeah, I guess now's as good a time as any. Uh, we're going to be doing, I'm going to be doing uh, a Lord of the Rings podcast. Uh, more specifically, actually, I should call it a, uh, a Tolkien or maybe Middle Earth or Arda podcast because, uh, as I'm sure some people have heard, uh, this, uh, podcast I know is not, uh, our exact target market, although I'm sure there's a bunch of overlap. Oh yeah, uh, with with Star Wars fans, but I'm sure even Star Wars fans probably heard recently that there was some there was some uh, some news with with Christopher Tolkien um, retiring, and Amazon announcing a new series coming. They want a bidding war against Netflix. All all of that was big news, uh, and that sort of inspired. Well, actually, it was you, Kyle. You sent me a a message that said it's this is your you know this is your Lucas sold to Disney moment. You got to start a podcast and sort of jokingly. And I thought, I don't know, that sort of uh, that like landed and sat with me for like 48 hours. I was like, I got to start a podcast. And, uh, well, we're we're recording the first one in, in a week. So, uh, so I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Now you have a partner in crime.
1: I do. And he's, uh, and he's known to the Commonwealth and I'm not, uh, I'm not at liberty to, to, to say who it is, but I'll say that he adds quite a bit to the podcast.
3: <laughs> is it Ms. Gray?
1: <laughs> I loved her. Oh, oh geez. Ms. Gray will probably, uh, will probably be making an appearance at some point. You're right. You're right. I hadn't thought of
0: that. Well, I mean, she, she knew Gandalf when they were young, so <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she has some specific and intimate insight there. Oh geez, don't give him too many ideas. <laughs> 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 let's let's we'll, we'll talk ads.
1: But uh but yeah, Ads and I Ads and I are going to are going to kick it around and and we sort of have an an idea for a format. We we've got a sh- an idea of how we're going to introduce ourselves on the first show. We'll sort of you know, talk about why we why we love that world and escaping to it, Middle-earth and and all that stuff, hobbits and elves. But but then we're going to we're going to take uh, a look at the Silmarillion, which is a book that um not a lot of uh, movie fans certainly m- know necessarily, and even even people who've read Lord of the Rings don't all know that story. And so we're going we're gonna to walk uh, people through that, not as experts, but as fans. And uh, that'll take like a year anyway. It's a, it's a huge book with lots of chapters, and it'll give us lots, of, lots to talk about sort of chapter by chapter.
0: That's amazing, man. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Up front, as, as a podcast producer, I will say, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry for what, what I'm, I, I just put you through.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if if thank you or uh, damn you this is what what I should be saying, but uh, but yeah. So before we move on, I thought I'd tease uh, the Star Wars universe. Here's here's three things you don't know about uh, about Middle Earth if you watched the movies and read the books. I knew. You Don't know. Did you know all three? Yeah, Corey. Well, one of them uh, you had told me though. Good for you. Good for you. Um, the first one is that is that uh, Arwen and Aragorn are actually first cousins. So Luke and Leia move over.
0: Like, isn't that uh, gross? Isn't that a little bit weird?
1: <laughs> 60-something times removed. See, because she's like a few thousand years old, right? And he's had like lots and lots of parentage. So even though there's relation, there's like there's like lots of removed blood.
0: All right. Okay. Uh,
1: uh, um, the other thing you, you probably don't know is that Sauron, the big baddie from from the movies and and the Lord of the Rings books, is really only like a lieutenant to the original... OG bad guy who's who's the main sort of character and, and uh antagonist in, in the Silmarillion, so you got that to look forward to.
0: I, I did not know that at all. I thought I thought Sauron was, was the top of the food chain.
1: No, not and even when it comes to like power levels, he's not even like he's like a demigod compared to like the OG guy.
0: Is aren't the rings kind
2: of forged from like his crown or something like that? Mm, nope.
1: No, eh? no, you're you're thinking you're mixing up two stories, but uh, that'll be something we talk about, Corey. Awesome. Mm, the third thing is, and this is sort of cool—a good reason to to, to listen in—is is, is uh, the Silmarillion itself is is much grander in scale um than Lord of the Rings is. It takes place over like thousands of years, and it was actually written because Tolkien, as a big fan of of mythology, was sort of pissed that that uh, Great Britain. Didn't have its own like mythology, the moon, the stars, the explanation for the tides, you know, the the Zeus, the the, the they didn't it didn't have that, and so he, he spent a lot of his life creating it, and uh, and that's a lot of what the Silmarillion is.
0: Well, it worked out for him, <laughs>
1: or at least his estate. He's doing okay. He 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 lived a a, a comfortable life, I would say, very baggins esque, and uh, and yeah, his estate is worth hundreds of millions so he's doing okay and there's there's something on the horizon we don't know what it is exactly but there's something coming to tv that'll that'll be you know games of Thrones esque is what everybody thinks and uh, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that i'm gonna be clear though the silmarillion rights have not been sold like that's not what's happening yet i think it, it could but that's not what's on the horizon for amazon yet
0: yet that's that is the operative term yeah man well dude i'm pretty excited I, I will definitely be listening to that podcast no doubt yet. Yeah, it I'm sounds exactly all right.
1: Sure. <laughs> thanks, thanks, uh, Corey. Yeah. No, I'll no, we'll have I'm, you on as no, a totally, sometime.
2: I'm totally stoked for you guys, man. Honestly, like it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm I'm very curious. Like I haven't gotten into the Similarian yet, and I think I'm probably going to listen to you guys talk about it before even ever attempting it.
1: Yeah, read it. Read it with us, man. Go chapter by chapter, chapter a week, or we're only going to do it every two weeks. I think too. We're going to go slow, man. So it'll be an easy read along if you feel like it.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably the way. Because I mean. I think this probably, I, I'm not alone in that. When that news dropped about um, Amazon picking up all those rights to whatever it is they bought, um, it kind of got me thinking a little bit, saying, "You know, I, reading Star Wars. You know, I I do Journals of the willing with Steve, and we've been doing a lot more comics lately than the novels, and it's it's because like the novels haven't really done all that much for me on on the whole. Like here, like Bloodline was great, Lost Stars was great, same author, so uh, no wonder." But a lot of them have just kind of left me like, meh, okay. Like, I was never really wrapped up in the story like you should be. I know what you mean. uh, And it's never been really a a very fulfilling reading experience. So, you know, I I thought about, what am I going to do about this? And I thought, well, geez, hello, the answer hits you in the face, Tolkien. So, I've been rebuying... A bunch of, of Tolkien books that I once had. James, I, I donated a couple to your your collection. I, I rebought like these these cheap paperback versions, and uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be diving back into that world for the satisfactory reading experience that I'm looking for. And I guess at that Happy. point, at this point, I should mention um, uh, Kigo's book with Mark and Paul, uh, uh, Hindsight, which for me is on is on Kindle, but I'll be I have that now. I'll be starting that reading. Very shortly, but yeah, for fulfilling reading experiences, Tolkien and Hindsight, that's what I'll we'll be checking out. So anybody who's not at least picked up their copy of Hindsight yet on digital, it's like three bucks, man. So support. And I
1: think it's only, it's only fair to mention those two authors in the same breath, to be honest with you. Matt Keegan, J.R.R. Tolkien. In my mind, if you're going to buy two books this holiday season, you, those are the two you should be looking at. Of course. Agreed. <laughs> I am super pumped I'm super pumped and and on that note I'll use this this opportunity to call out Matt and Dave. Uh, I'm, I'm, I hit them up for uh, contributions already and I'm gonna try to sneak them into the uh, to the podcast as often as possible.
0: That's good good news man.
1: Questions from the boys, whatever anyways, that's the news. So thanks for letting me uh, sort of talk about it a little bit. I have to I have to give a quick shout out thanks to my wife too because I was a little nervous to tell her that I wanted to do that because it takes up a lot of time.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. You turned me on, on to, um, especially with a, you know a, a very dense breaking down a dense world. Even if you're doing it as fans, like like Middle Earth, like that. It's it's probably I don't know like what your your show notes are going to look like or how much advanced reading or note taking research you might have to do. Like you might find yourself going down a rabbit hole, and that that'll be the the push and pull of of producing the show. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I I am definitely excited for you guys.
1: Thank you. Yep, we're we're uh, we're pumped.
0: Name, so there, name for the it podcast?
1: Uh, looks like we're gonna call it uh, an unexpected podcast. Very nice. Yeah, I don't know. It's got a simple enough ring to it. And I've we've already done the reading and, and broken down and talked about like the first chapter. And it's a deep rabbit hole you're talking about. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine pages long. The first chapter. It's tiny, and like we're gonna have a hard
0: time cramming it into sixty minutes. And that's the goal. Good to have goals man Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway I'm, I'm glad all this is happening it's 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 yeah it's it's uh, this big virtuous circle we got going here I love it But you the James Good you turned me on to this other podcast um There and back again is that what it is with Alistair it Stevens
1: is. He is
0: fabulous isn't he He is You know what my problem is is that he's he like I listen to it at work and when I'm listening to podcasts at work it's 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 one step above background noise like I'm trying to pay attention, but I'm also working. But he, you have to listen to him, and if you're not listening, you're missing the whole point. So I find it, I find myself taking like two and a half hours to listen to an hour and twenty minute <laughs> podcast because <laughs> I, I, I realize that I haven't paid attention for like the last four minutes. So I got to back it up I, and uh, listen again. So I, I'm
1: just glad that you like it as as a uh, what I'll call a you know, not, I don't want to say new Tolkien fan, but like. You know, you're not as as hardcore as some, and so I wasn't sure if that was too deep a, a, a cut. But I, I think he's just amazingly entertaining and pretty accessible to everyone.
0: Yes. Good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. Good. Good.
0: All right. Let's let's reel this back into the galaxy far, far away. Uh, we'll we'll jump into the news, and I'll just I'll throw out when, once we get to the Bresna Bomb stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll just say flat out, big. Big, big, big spoiler warning throughout. Um, so is, is that where we should start? Actually, you know what? Before we really get there, uh, let's let's talk about this new Last Jedi TV spot. So it's number ten, I think. I'm starting to lose count, uh, but it's it was pretty intense. I mean, that dropped at the beginning of last week, so it's it's over a week. It's about a week old now, but it was. It, it seems like it's Ray sensing the dark and its pull on her. Similar uh, the opposite of, of Kylo feeling the light and his pull on him, but at that that moment where Luke has to shout at her, to snap her out of it, resist it, Ray, Ray. That that was pretty heavy stuff. All during that meditation sequence where she cracks the rock. That's gonna be some pretty heavy stuff there, isn't it?
1: Indeed, I would say so.
2: Like I don't, I don't, I see it kind of like she's lost. Like you said, she's kind of fighting the dark, but she might even be kind of going toe to toe with Snoke in a. In a way, you know? Like, it maybe her... I've always kind of seen Akto as a possible uh, ampli- amplifier of the Force, possibly. Whatever she's doing, we know her raw strength. She's able to tap into it, you know? And, you know, Luke's kind of... He's so curious as to what she's seeing. And then, you know, she's lost in this inner, like, outer body experience. Whatever you want to call it, you know? Like, she's just in that state of mind where she's having her vision... And she can't get out, but maybe it's, again, It's it could be her up, up against Snoke.
0: Well, I I feel, I don't know if, if I mean, you could be right. Acto could be this amplifier of, of force energy, but I, I would think she is that before the place. Well, I think it takes a,
2: someone like her, her to possibly, like, reach its full potential, kind of. Like, the way you see, like, Luke kind of freaking out. Like, being like, oh, no, 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 like... Yeah Luke, was,
0: yeah, Luke was yeah. pretty worried there. Like, I don't know what what's what's next or what happens if he doesn't pull her out of that trance. But uh, Luke seemed pretty like there was an urgency with Luke to get her out of that trance, out of that state. That was pretty interesting. And another moment, or actually the only other moment that caught me in that that uh, TV spot was Poe staring out at, out of his X wing at this massive explosion and. There's a, a very deep look of concern on his face, like they like he he had just lost something, pretty major to the, to the resistance. Uh, was that Possibly was that the destruction? Yeah, you, you think? I, I noticed the same
2: thing. I said that's the only, and this trailer is the only new thing that's kind of of any relevance. But uh, yeah, it's possible. We know we know she's going to survive the incident, but we know we've heard there's been rumors that there is some kind of incident with her and.
0: I mean I think everything we've seen of Leia is you know the one of the opening sequences of the film which we believe is uh the the escape from Dakar I think that's that's pretty well established by now she's in those scenes and then the only other time we see her is towards the end I think on Crete so there's a it seems like there's a big gap in the middle where maybe th- this injury that she's reported to suffer in this in this movie Maybe that's what what is going on here. Uh, James, anything you took out of this TV spot? Uh, I hate to
1: agree with Corey all the time, um, but every, I, I sort of, yeah, his take was mine too. I, I think that's probably Leia's ship, and from what, you know, from what we understand, we, we shouldn't worry too much about that particular explosion, um, but that that's sort of what that reaction looked like.
0: Is that explosion um, from Kylo taking the shot?
1: I don't even know if those two, if those two scenes that they made look like they go together, go exactly together either. I'm going to say no. It's not going to be that that. Maybe Kylo takes the shot, but not in the not in the way we saw it um, in that in that other trailer. I don't I don't think. But um, the one thing I, I didn't see or think before Corey said it, but I do agree, is that maybe I don't know if it's an amplifier, but but maybe that. Acto is a good place to communicate through space with other people. Call it whatever you want—you know, antenna or temple—or maybe there is something about being there that lets her do like, you know, inner force battle, inner mind battle with Snoke from like really far away or something.
2: Well, I, I think there's an importance to Acto in the long run. Like the the fact that it's the first Jedi temple doesn't necessarily mean that's where the first Jedi uh, came from. Per se, it could be, but it also could be that's where the first Jedi chose to kind of set up camp. So, man, this planet is not so, like, we got to get set up here. This place is strong with the Force.
0: Yeah, if I had to guess, I think that would be it. More than this is the birthplace of the first Jedi. Although, you know, saying it out loud like that, I think both are equally likely. It's true. Uh, well since we're talking about Acto which is a beginning sequence of the movie. Uh, you guys know that the the opening crawl is out there right? In, in YouTube yeah, form. Don't don't spoil it. No no, I'm not no we're definitely not talking about it here. I just wanted to throw that out there just to say guys be careful. There is the opening crawl and it to me it's legit. It is absolutely legit to me. And You it, took a look, hey, Kyle, you saw it, eh? I looked. Yeah. It wasn't a moment I, I, of I, I, I can't resist, I must check it out. Like I to me, like, the, the opening crawl can only be... Um, it can only be... Su- it
1: sets the first scene only, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no time lapse. So there's it can only really summarize what's happened and what we're about to see. And if uh, I think it was episode 35 or 38 where we did our own opening crawls. And guys, we we pretty much hit it. <laughs> we didn't get did, word for did word. Did you go back
1: and look? Yeah. yeah,
0: I went back and listened. And I compared the two. And of course, the wording is different. But in some cases... Like there was, there's some wording that is not all that different. Um, who's is fries. better.
2: Who's, 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 was better Kyle. Mine or yours. Who won? Yeah, seriously. Be honest.
0: Uh, you know what? We can, we can judge that in, in a week from now or, you know, in 16 days, guys, we can judge that. You, gotta, you, know what that you means, get it. That means eh, Corey. That What's means he that? thinks he won. Well, I think he no, thinks that. I think, I think <laughs> if you merged Corey's and eyes, you would, man, you would slice right cl- close to the core. Well done guys. Uh yeah so anyway that's out there the, the, my biggest regret is seeing what comes the first shot that comes after that I didn't want to know that but so yeah whatever not a big deal keep keep it to yourself yeah, yeah. yeah. No, hey I'm I'm not the worst here
1: Corey you're the worst
0: <laughs>
2: yeah I didn't I didn't cave I saw it I saw it out there I was like here it is here's the crawl and I was like
0: not gonna not gonna do it anyway you already kind of know what it is okay. So, there was also another TV spot last week, just a, an international TV spot. Very interesting. I think it was, was it I don't know what Asian language it was, Japanese, maybe Korean. Uh, but there was a cool shot of Ray intensely using the force. And the interesting part of that scene uh, was a, a what appears to be, Corey, you pointed this out to me in, in a screencap. 100%. A downed Praetorian guard behind her, which I thought was pretty cool. Pretty much, it kind of confirms to me that she's going to take out a bunch of these guys. Yeah, possibly
2: by herself or with Kylo. Regardless, uh, it's definitely pre or post that scene where Snoke has her in his force grasp, whatever, and she just looks like she's in so much pain. Uh, It could be post that, or it could be her kind of fighting back. You know what I mean? Because like she seems to be using the force in quite an intense way. So it's either her coming back out of
0: that or, like, her fighting him and then eventually being subdued. Yeah, It's one or the other, I would think. And the other interesting takeaway of, out of that that quick TV spot was a shot of DJ. with a, For me, anyway, the the, his, the look on his face was a, Sorry, kid, uh, this first, first Order outfit's got deeper pockets than you. Like, that's the look on his face as he kind of turns over uh, Finn and Rose into First Order custody.
2: Oh, for sure. Like we've kind of said it from the beginning that he was kind of probably going to sell them out at one point, help them sell them out, and, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll come around again in this movie and come to his senses, but then again, maybe not.
0: Yeah, maybe not. Does he have that Lando moment in him? We shall see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but, James, you m- m- brought up an interesting conversation before we got rolling here. Um, with regards to how, how spoiled do we think we are at this point? Like, I, I guess everybody's answer varies depending on what they think a spoiler is for them. I mean, you know, we, we've spoken about virtually everything that's been out there. At least all the officially sanctioned stuff. Uh, at this point, I consider myself only a little bit spoiled. Like there, I don't nothing... consider
1: myself very spoiled at all. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm not very spoiled at all.
0: Like, uh, the, the most egregious thing I've seen, again, is, is that uh, opening crawl. That's the worst that. thing I've seen. But, Corey, what what about you? I do feel more
2: than I have for any other Star Wars film anyhow. Like, just in the sense that, uh, like you said, we've been dissecting everything. And I find the trailers, now that if you, there's been so many TV spots to add on to them that, for the most part, I have a very good idea of how the film's going to progress. It's just, what's the in-between that's going to, like, just a few things in between that we have questions about. But for the most part, we can see how the film's going to go.
0: Well that that's something we'll do in what episode 105? Is that is that going to be our last podcast before we see the last jedi? So uh yeah. Yeah, episode 105. We, that, we might take a stab at that. We'll see if we can piece together the movie based on what we think we know. And that maybe that's will be what we do in that during that entire episode. We'll see. I'm just going to remind you, Corey. You sound pretty,
1: pretty confident, but there were like entire shots that were not used. Remember, remember the the Tie Fighter scene? That was like not even in the movie. So some of the some of the assumptions you're making could be based on very misleading information.
2: True, true. But <clears throat> once it plays out, we'll see. Like I don't know. I just have a a rough idea of how this story is going to start, fork out, which characters are going to go on which passes, uh, paths, and how they're going to reconvene possibly at the end. And I don't know the in-between part, I guess. Like there's obviously these things that the big things we're looking forward to are actually, we have that coming up as a question later, so we'll save it. But there's some stuff in between, but like just the linear, like basic line of, I guess, the, the trends, the story of our character, our main characters and the resistance per se. Like what's going to happen to them, where they're going to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we we kind of know like the the barest skeleton of this movie. But we'll see how much more, you know, meat we can add to the bones on episode 105. We'll we'll try and go, you know, a little cut deeper than Well, it starts on the car and ends with crate. And in between is a bunch of Acto. We'll try and do a little bit better than that.
2: I got I got something a little spoilerly uh later on, but uh uh, that's something... This is something new that I'm I'm curious if you guys have seen
0: this yet, but we'll talk about that later. All right. All right, so uh, the next, what, another story that came out last week had me thinking, wondering... Actually, had a lot of people wondering, has the third standalone movie been killed? I don't know what's going on. By now, we should have known about the next standalone movie. I think back in the springtime, Kathleen Kennedy had said that they were meeting what was it, in June or July, and at that point, they'll make a decision, and we all thought that they would release something at either, like announce something at D23 or uh, maybe New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con, I don't know, I can't remember all the the, the names and events, but by this point we thought we would have the third standalone name, and release, and maybe a bunch of other info too, but we don't. But what we have in its place is Ryan Johnson's trilogy. So has Ryan Johnson's trilogy replaced the idea of standalones for now? Like considering how much Lucasfilm seemingly loves The Last Jedi and and the, the fact that saga movies pull in more money than standalones like have they just decided to make an easy switch here? What do you guys think?
1: Yes, that's what I think now after reading that article you linked me to. Um, I think it's really weird that it's not on the, there's no standalone on the calendar for and they've put out these this calendar for like the foreseeable future and nowhere in there i mean not that they can't add to it of course at any time they can um but yeah i think it's weird they don't have uh news but i don't think it's weird in looking at what's happened to the standalone movies and just just to the movies in general it's hard to get people to invest in things that aren't sure things and as much money as the movies are making when you're firing directors and starting from scratch and reshooting everything and picking up the, the tab for ron howard and um that's not a sure thing anymore so so yeah i it, you know i'm I'm not shocked, but uh I'm disappointed i guess
2: yeah i don't know i i i kind of i'm I'm confused about it now, like we know Iger said that for sure there was gonna be one in twenty twenty but you know twenty nineteen he he's giving up the reins, <clears throat> but they rarely eat their words. But again, like you guys said, like all the turmoil in these standalone films, maybe dissuaded them a bit. The only other thing it could really mean to me, um, well, first of all, again, like James said, like they can add to this thing anytime. And keeping Star Wars a little bit of a secret is adds to the hype, you know. It's like boom, Star Wars film fandom, ah! you know what I mean? Like it, it's got to kind of be that way, almost with Star Wars. It's Star Wars, you know. Um, so I'm not ruling it out. I I just find it odd that if uh, Episode Nine comes out in 2019 that then what, there's nothing in 2020, nothing in 2021? Like, yeah, so nothing get, has a date attached to it yet. So that would meet a three-year uh, gap kind of between like Ryan's project or whatever, you know? So I don't see that being the case. I just see them not
0: having stuff planned as well as they should, I guess. Or Well, I, but, I think they have a plan. I just don't think we know that plan yet because we, we know that Ryan is – on, he's on the job now. He, he's he's starting to figure out what he's doing. And so at a Mexican presser for The Last Jedi, here's a, here's a quote from Ryan when he was asked about the, the new trilogy. He said, we're going to have to see. I'm just in the very beginning of starting to come up with what the new trilogy is going to be. But I can tell you this, what makes me so excited about it is the idea of doing a new story on the big canvas of three movies in this world. There's just so much potential and I can't wait to jump into it. Like, that's... Okay, that's great. That's a nice soundbite there. But, man, can that take us down a rabbit hole, which maybe we'll fall into here, but uh, it, it sounds... A, for me, anyway, it sounds a lot less like Ryan has an idea of where you know, where this trilogy is going to be situated. And more like Lucasfilm said to Ryan, uh, we'd rather give you a trilogy rather than str- struggle along with these standalones. Like, I, I think this is... For them, it's better profit margins, less bad press. Ryan, are you interested?
1: <laughs> and it sounds like, and it's, this makes sense if you think about it. It sounds like they bought into the guy, not not his pitch, and they weren't happy with the guy a few times in a row. The dire- you know, they, they weren't happy w- w- with with the guy, and now they're happy with with the the, the middleman. We'll call him Ryan Johnson. You know, takes direction from above. Well, apparently. He listens and does the right things and they're happy with him. And so they bought into him and not, you know, it's not like he made this great pitch and says, I have this idea that they bought into. They just want him in charge because he does it. I guess he's a, he's a good follower.
0: Yeah. Well, he knows how to play in the sandbox. He understands that he can tell whatever story he wants so long as it does this, this and that, and, and feels like star Wars. And it, it sounds like he's, he's tuned into that. Um. And he sounds like they wanted a fan, and he sold himself as a fan. Like I,
1: not that I, I think it's 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 fake. I think he is a fan, but like I think they they bought into his enthusiasm. Which which well, you know. I think
2: they bought into the Last Jedi. I think that was the test which he
0: passed with flying co- colors. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least in their eyes, there's there's no question about that. That whatever he's he's delivered to them, they feel like it's going to be incredible, and that they can entrust this guy to oversee at you know one movie very di- directly and two others at least from a uh, supervising a supervi example. yeah supervisory role but, but it- check this out this this is so funny man like like the,
2: i think it was like a week not even 2 weeks ago we're talking here James and I were talking behind the scenes uh we're talking about two two movies a year and now we're talking about possibly a movie every 2 years well yeah i mean we have no idea right i mean like what are they trying? Like that's a big jump, man. Two movies a year compared to one movie every two years. Well, I, like, I don't know that. I just think two, two, I don't think- know that two a year was ever was ever really realistic. No, I I don't want it to be like, like one a year is nice. And like I said, I I really don't think they are going to step back from the standalone. They're still super profitable. They're still they they said they're going to do them. They said they had a third one planned. I, I can can't see them not moving forward with that plan.
0: Uh, well, I think they will. It just at what point is that coming? Is that an imminent announcement? Is that going to be a gap filler while Ryan preps his work, or is that is that been punted into the future, like twenty twenty five or ten years from now? I don't know. But could it, Kyle? I, I put, do you
1: think have something to do with the fact that that the story you know hinders on something we don't know yet, so they just don't want to put any news
0: out? Oh, that's very possible. But, sure,
1: you know, like like Ray's parentage, like she, you know, she is a Kenobi. I'm I'm not saying that's what I think, but like. Is that possibly why we don't know yet?
0: Uh, yeah. You mean about Kenobi or about the next standalone? The next well, standalone the next like, standalone in, in like They're
2: basically like, watch episode 8 and the events of episode 8 will kind of say like, okay, now we understand more why we're getting this future standalone.
0: Well, is it also a coincidence that you know, we, we lost our episode 9 director and gained JJ back and now the standalone movie seems to have disappeared into the ether? Have they kind of said, okay, you know, now we kind of thought we knew we were going with the standalone, which sort of hinged on episode eight and nine. Now we need to see what JJ does. So we're going to have to pull back on the standalone. Maybe that plays into it a little bit, but yeah, maybe, but we, Corey and I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago and we were convinced and I think most of fandom was that whatever Ryan is laying down for us in the last Jedi is going to be what we get in his in his trilogy, and it might be uh, he might build off that directly, but it might not be. It might be completely disconnected. Like it's, it to me, it sounds like Lucasfilm has said, "Please, like just be our new George Lucas and do what you want. Like we don't want the the standalones are just too messy. It's it's I, really I mean we could be completely off, but it sounds to me based on that quote, it sounds to me like he's the, the blank slate thing is is. You know, like, spot on. That is exactly what he's working with. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, he proved himself again in this film. They love what,
2: he'd done, what he's done, and the mass public hasn't even seen it yet. Like, that's, again, the most crazy part. We haven't even seen this movie, and they just gave him the keys, man, and they announced it pre-release of the movie.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's all very surprising, very I crazy. If that's
1: like, I wonder if that's psychology. I wonder if that's, like, supposed to, like, make us... Know that it's good, so we like it more. Yeah, like, I wonder if they thought yeah. if that's calculated at all. That, that's interesting. We
2: kind of talked about that as well, in a way. Like it's like pro, it's like advertising in a way. It's like marketing. It's like people are like what? Like when the this movie is that. so
1: good. We gave them the next three already, just so you know. That's how good it is. Like it just puts it, you know, puts that seed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would not be shocked if that was part of this one little bit. But I, you know, does it concern you at all? Like that. Like, would you prefer that Ryan already had an idea that he had pitched for a trilogy and that they, yes. they ate up or that they said, Ryan, please figure this out for us?
1: I was hoping he had some crazy idea that they loved. I mean, I'm glad that they love the guy, but I thought it was uh, not that I thought it was. But I guess I hoped it was that he, you know, he had someone's ear while he was doing this project and said, by the way, imagine this. And they were like, oh, man, yes, you got a trilogy. Well, again, that's sort of what I thought, and maybe that is what. I, maybe yeah, that is the, the, the case. quote. Is in
0: no means <laughs> it's 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 not so iron or watertight that there's no way that that's not possible. It just right. sounds to me like he was caught very off guard by it, and he's he's trying to develop his best idea for three movies. I, I see it being like you know,
2: once he was done, they kind of presented the idea to them. To him and, like, saying, like, you know, can you come up with something? Like, we really enjoyed working with you. We're willing to do this. And him probably taking a few days to think about it and being like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I could totally do this.
1: By a few days, you mean, like, as quickly as he could get the breath out? <laughs>
2: well, that's not what he did with The Last Jedi. He even asked them, you know, when they told him, this the movie's yours. Do you want it? And he was like, can, can I take a day or two to think about it? And they were like, yeah, sure, yeah. no
4: problem.
1: I wonder if it's worn off, though, now that he's... Yeah, now that, well, he, now that he had so
2: much that's fun and great- went so well that,
0: you know, it's maybe a stupid choice.
2: guy, though. Like, he, he's talking about what we're talking about, too. Like, man, my movie hasn't even come out yet. Like, what happens if that isn't received well and you're offering me, a, like, to, you know, supervise a whole new trilogy? Like, that's a big responsibility, man. You know how fandom is just brutal, <laughs> like... A trilogy well, you know, it's not this is not just a guy that's film, bought you know? himself
0: already a lot of rope. Like, Think back to Celebration when he stayed up till, like, what, four in the morning signing things for fans and then being on stage at, like, nine o'clock or ten o'clock in the morning.
1: That's why I think it's not fake. I don't think you can fake that kind of... Nah, like, yeah, I, think I, think the I think this guy's genuine.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope so. I mean... <laughs> Either way, like if he hasn't had a, f- if he didn't have this bolt of lightning, brilliant pitch that Lucasfilm said, "Damn, here, take the keys. Here's the trilogy for you. Please do this." Uh, even if it is them coming to him and saying, "Do you think you can create some more magic?" I, I still have enough faith in him. Obviously, that sure, it's whatever he comes up with, I'm sure is going to be terrific. But like, G- like James, like you said, I-, I, I was hoping, and it might still be the case that he already had something in mind that he was going to develop, but. Uh, I guess time will tell. At some point, they'll, they'll, whatever narrative they want to craft, they'll, they'll spin that, and, and we'll lap it up. All right, so let's move on into the Bresna bomb stuff. So if you're, if you don't want to know anything more about The Last Jedi, uh, you may want to just tune out for the next little while, because we're, we're talking about a lot of Last Jedi stuff here from Entertainment Weekly. So step aside Porgs, in come the Vulptex, Vulptex in plural. like, I, I'm stoked it for these things, man. It sounds better in plural, by the way. It does it sound better plural. It's like I, I thought it, I, was,
2: I was like... My, the first question that came to my head was like, vulptices. Like, hmm, vulpti? And I was like, uh-huh. And then I read the article, and it's like one of the first things it says. Anyway, it was pretty funny. But yeah, yeah that's, cool. that's actually one of the products I picked up from the 800-pound prods from Michael Pasquale. This awesome pin that he created, man. It's like... It's amazing. It's a pin and it's like super sparkly. Like he calls them, well, we were all calling them the Kyber Foxes, right? Even though we knew they weren't made of Kyber crystals, whatever.
0: I like Kyber Fox. It's a cool name. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been insane if they were. Yeah. So they, anyway, they, I, I really think the Porks now have some competition, but, and the, you know, the designers, uh, they took inspiration from cl- crystal glass chandeliers and the sort of luminosity and elements of refraction. I don't even know really what that means, but uh, the I, I, the best part about this is if they had a little dog come in and wear a bunch of straws in a suit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know it's amazing. <laughs> that
0: must have been the best day at the office, having this I little pooch say, at the office running around in a, in a straw suit.
1: The idea that they went that they spent so much time talking about like the luminosity really makes you think that these have to be like somehow force something. Like light side, good guys like that that kind of imagery and that kind of like metaphor can't can't be all accidental
2: there's there's something about them like it's they're described as like a secretive species and and like this this planet crate seems pretty barren, you know what I mean and like like that's another thing they were talking about is the their ability to survive on this planet i mean they they eat minerals, they're made of minerals, <laughs> like you
0: are what you eat like literally with these guys. Yeah, and, it, well, it, I mean, to that point, uh, James, were, the, were are they force-sensitive? But it sounds like they definitely have a... They actually do have a role to play in the movie, which is interesting to me. And they, they kind of made it sound like... Right. They, well, they, yeah, they're going to, like, be
1: guides or something. Oh, yeah, we did say spoiler earlier, right? Apparently they're going to be some sort of, like, guides in dark places, right? Because of their luminosity.
0: Yeah, and this it kind of ties into something that we, we've spoken about a while ago. Like, we, we talked about how... With the, the ATM sixes that kind of pull up to the gate, the the, the gate on uh, at, at the resistance base, and we we see a shot of uh, the overhead shot of Kylo Ren storming that base, or what we think is him storming that base with a bunch of uh, snowtroopers. I think at some point, whatever resistance members are left, like they'd say, "All right, they've broken into the base. We got to get out of here," and they start you know the the whoever's left call it Finn, Poe, uh, Ray, Leia. I can't imagine there being too many people left. Uh, they start just booting, taking off down these these dark tunnels. But the Vulptex will... Vultices, let's get used to that. Will kind of run down the tunnels and kind of light their way for them. That's kind of the way I see that. I think it cool.
1: sounds awesome.
2: I, I just hope to not... I, I don't want to like, burst James's bubble or whatever, but I, I want to see them being somewhat sentient sentient and wise or whatever, but I don't necessarily know if I want to see them like strong in the force. Like we're seeing that right now with the Lothwolves. Uh I don't know if maybe the Rebels is prepping us for something like that, but in the same right I kinda see them just being more like uh like smart animals kind of like kind of oh, that- wary of they they know what kind of what's going on in their planet right now and who's good, who's bad. That
1: doesn't burst my bubble. It's not that I want them to be sentient. I just With with when I was reading the article, they kept talking about how the light shimmers and refracts and the luminosity and just all the talk about light in in a galaxy where light and dark side are so important. I just I think there's got to be more to it than just I like that that actually. That's true,
2: and that's kind of seems to be like a theme in this movie too. Like I guess kind of the refraction of light and how you can perceive perceive what's good and what's evil.
1: I think it I think it's gotta mean more, yeah, so it'd be really interesting to see what role they play exactly
0: so here here's what I think happens. I think this is me just throwing stuff at the wall here, but I think the hero's kind of beating a hasty retreat down down a darkened tunnel being led by these vultices, and they come to an opening in the cave, and there's gonna be the falcon now possibly with Luke standing at the bottom of the ramp, hey guys, I'm here. I'm kinda...
1: They could sense. They could sense him in the force, so they, they knew where where to go. Yeah, Corey,
0: that's kind of where my brain so, is at. So then, what? He picks them
2: up. They go through the canyon, like that that scene where they're all traveling through that like yep. underground cave. Yep.
0: He's there. Everybody's on board. Absolutely. That's that's where I think that that happened. I think that's where that's going. I can't mm. speak tonight. Man, I'm having a difficult some, time. Some, <laughs> s- s-
2: someone's been maimed in the back seat. The Falcon. S- someone's getting carried on board.
0: Come on.
1: Yeah, they got injured on the way down. They hit their head or whatever.
0: Well, there's the a, the, another story which I didn't put in the show notes, but the one about the there was one specifically about the porgs. But apparently, there's more. It sounds like there's going to be more than one porg on the Falcon. So I I hope this becomes like a Noah's Ark thing where all the surviving heroes are on it, and vultuses are on board, and porgs are on board. Just <laughs> <laughs> gonna be this crazy festival. Wookiees. it'll be great. It'll be like a carnival in the Falcon. It would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so I I was able to string together a very loose theory out of out of one innocuous statement. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Crystal Foxes. I think I think they're going to also be challenging the Porg for most endearing creature of Episode Eight.
1: I already liked them better than Porgs, and I'm, yeah, I, I'm me not too. A, a Porg hater at all. But I think the, the Foxes look the the Vultises look amazing. Yeah, well, they, that's they it. I think
2: that's, that's that's the thing behind it is it's just they look so. Uh, I'm gonna say it called magical. They looks comes from such mythic. a mythic, yeah, like mythic, such a creative place. Like they're made of
0: minerals, man. Like, well, you know what? I, so I think cool. I think these creatures are gonna go a long way in helping Episode Eight score uh, best visual effects. It's been a while since a Star Wars flick has picked up best visual effects, and I think The Last Jedi is gonna do that. With, without having seen the movie, I, I think I'm already comfortable saying The Last Jedi should win best visual effects.
1: It, they didn't win th- didn't they didn't win Rogue One for uh for the CGI? They must have won Visual Effects for Leia and uh Tarn- nope, I don't think so. No. No, they didn't.
2: Who won last year? I can't remember. Who beat them? I can't remember, but I, all I remember is that they didn't. I was pretty pissed about that. What was it like said like, like 20- twenty cre-
0: seventeen Oscars?
2: I'll Google that quickly. But just like you guys said, the technical process behind something like that, the creativity and to be able to bring it to life on screen is it's going to be awesome, man. And it's such a cool – I don't know. It's just such a cool way to look at it, uh, the possibility of an animal.
0: Absolutely.
1: Life finds a way, Corey. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, the Jungle Book.
1: Oh. Well, you know, I, I thought Tarkin and Leia were amazing, but at least I can, I can say, like, there was a contest there. The Jungle Book was a good-looking movie. It, there was a contest there.
0: Yeah, no, The Jungle Book. That's that's one that we that we watch an awful lot here. And it's uh, a good one. I mean, I I thought there were some bad shots in that, but for the most part, man, that the 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 panther Bagheera looked great. Um the tiger looked incredible. But yeah, anyway. That movie's a lot of fun. My my, my boy loves that movie.
1: All right, so I can't handle I, the scene where they kill the wolf, but anyway, sorry. Uh, where, where Akela gets, uh, gets like... So I, it's
0: awful. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, very quickly here. Amilyn Holdo versus Poe. It sounds like we're getting... They're really setting up this, this uh, tete-a-tete with these two, with, the, with their difference of philosophy. And it, it sounds like Amilyn Holdo maybe wants to negotiate or settle peacefully, diplomatically with the First Order. Or or maybe perhaps even suggest a surrender, whereas Poe just wants to fight how do you, how do you guys how are you guys feeling about Amel and holdo at this point
4: um
1: well first I want to say I think uh dern is a better star wars name than Haldo
0: <laughs> I don't like it it's one letter away from from Hondo
1: I don't that's probably why I don't like it I Too like close. it I like no, it. not a fan. And for some reason, I don't like Dern. They've already made me not like her just from her look. I know that's on purpose. I, I read, read the article and I'm not supposed to like her. I'm supposed to mistrust her. In the end, from 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 what I sort of gathered in the short article I read from uh, from Anthony Bresnik and I figure she's probably good in the end. We're supposed to like not think she is, but she'll come through. That's my gut instinct. But I don't like her. It worked. Her look, that, her look makes me not like her and trust her. Yeah, you know what it is? She looks somewhat pompous and snobby um it's part of it for sure arrogant arrogant yeah yeah
2: that's true but i again like i don't know uh i think by the end of this movie anyhow i think she'll have really earned all our respect including Poe's. like poe is still somewhat young brash like he's the kind of guy that's gonna be like no like i have to go back for finn and ray like they're right there i gotta go get them and she's just like no like oh good, good we need you here you know like The different, again, we're going to be questioning her. And again, like the big question is why, why is she taking the reins? You know what I mean? Like why is she, she seems to be like. uh,
1: Well, we will get to that. Over
2: Leia at this point. You know what I mean? Which is kind of Leia steps
1: away, right? That seems like maybe Leia steps away. But I wanted to, before we move on, say that I finally, I get to disagree with you. I think you're wrong. I don't think they're going to solve that. Uh, They're going to let us know if she's, if we should trust her or not. I think that's one of the things we'll be talking about between this one and the last one.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the next the, one.
1: Yeah, I think if Dor- if Dern is trustworthy or not is not going to be cleared up in this movie. Well, I think I, th-
2: think I think we'll I think it'll be debatable. I think her her standpoint where she stands will be clear with us, but whether or not we agree with her decision uh, mm-hmm. will be up for question. And I I don't know. Like I think by the end, I think uh, we might not again. Like you guys said, we might not like her all that much, but we'll kind of possibly respect some of her decisions. Like, I don't think she's going to be, I don't think she's going to be, she's going to have the, the greater good in mind, you know, just a different way of going out about it. Like she seems to like hear stri-
1: what, I do hear what you're, you're saying. I just don't think we're, we get her motivation. The, the reason that's going to make us sort of like, accept the, the posh bitchy, whatever we don't like about her. I think we don't get that until, until the
0: next movie. That's very, very possible. Um, well, you know, the, there's this, un- obviously there's an undercurrent of, of going on that is intentional, are we supposed to trust her or not? Is she a first order sympathizer? And I I think you can layer that in somehow because there's there's a theme of duality going on in the movie, and you know there's uh, Ray and Kylo, uh, maybe Luke and uh, Snoke. Like the, I I think you can find pick a character and find that person's inverse in this movie. Luke and Snoke, uh, Finn and Phasma. They're kind of one's one's the the loyalist and the other is the the defector there's all kinds of that going on but maybe that like thematically they have or plot wise they have that kind of thing going on too because we suspect that Finn and Rose are going to try and sabotage the supremacy now is the duality the inverse of that is Haldo within the ranks of the resistance to sabotage the good guys from the inside I I, we can't say no but we also can't say yes which is is what makes this so much fun We've we've talked about that before in the past and we kind
2: of speculated. I was kind of leaning more toward yes at that point that she was kind of like a cancer or maybe working for the First Order. But now having read this article, I really do think that she is trying to do the right thing in her own way. Like they, they kind of describe it in the in sense or compare it to when a new boss comes into work and tries to shake things up, you know, like it's a different approach. Like not everyone's kind of used to it. And again, she they said she's the strategist. Poe's kind of the gung-ho, like, guns blazing kind of guy, which can kind of get you killed right quick, you know, if you don't play your cards right. They need someone behind the, the steering wheel like that as well. Someone with some, a bit more age and wisdom.
0: Yeah. Like she went to school with Leia, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. From the Princess Leia novel, we know that Holdo and Leia were, were childhood friends. So this could be just Holdo trying to be protective over her friend's legacy and being... Accused of being a, I don't know, a first order sympathizer, or just not doing things the way that Poe wants it to be done. And of course, I think we're going to side with Poe. I think that's by design. But yeah, it's it, it it seems strange to me that you would have a a childhood friend of Leia's who was very aloof and kind of almost like a, a goofy, lovable weirdo in that novel, and and have her be this this a two-faced whack job <laughs> turncoat in, in The Last Jedi I don't know that it, that works so well but from what we've seen of her anyway in, the, in those purplish gowns and that hair you're right James like she does look like all those things that you said
2: and but well, did this in this article they described her more as exotic and eccentric kind
0: of e-
1: eccentric like one is, of the people from the Hunger Games dude. yes exactly yeah
0: yeah, she looks eccentric. That that's for certain. But I I think I I may be wrong, but I thought we heard about a, a second outfit of hers which was a more traditional uh like vice admiral military type suit. I could be wrong about that. I, I but I don't think I am. So I I wonder if she's part of like if if what we're seeing all these images we're seeing of her is is it maybe part of a Canto bite um costume
2: disguise I don't think so I think that's really truly her yeah I think she was just this kind of like exotic unique individual I don't think she's going on this she's I I, 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 honestly I don't why would she be she's not going on this Canto Bite mission man like to me she's she's staying at home with the resistance she's leading the ship now you know like that's what I gather from this as well
0: yeah yeah I, I think I can agree with that Okay, let's move on from Holdo because really we don't know squat about her. Um, We'll move on to Lando in the Last Jedi. This is kind of confirming something we already knew. So the the quote from Ryan Johnson: "No, and I don't want to get their hopes up. I don't want fans to get their hopes up." Writer director Ryan Johnson tells EW he's not in the film, and it was never really something that came up. I mean, I love that character. It would have been fun to see him, but it's just not something that ever really had a place in the story. So, like personally, I I praise Ryan Johnson for this sort of discipline and restraint, and respect. I guess for the for the story he's telling, because you know we kind of, we kind of want like shovelfuls of fan service. Like we would have loved it if if Lando was in this just to just for the nod. Oh, look, there he is. But uh, somebody's gonna say that role you know role X could have been served by Lando. Like somebody's gonna say that as as great as uh, the Last Jedi turns out to be. Somebody's going to complain and say that instead of having that character, they could have easily made that Lando, especially when we get down to Canto Bite, Like, someone will even suggest you know, that we should have seen him, like, we, Finn and Rose could have barged into an office to gain access to a, a computer terminal, and there's a, there's a Lando with his feet up on a desk, smoking a cigar, counting his credits or something, and saying, oh, yeah, DJ, yeah, he's he's over there. But, like, that's the worst kind of fan service, right? It wouldn't make any sense in a way.
2: Like like you just said, it's all about... That's exactly what it would be, fan service. Like, if anything, he should be with the resistance. But in all reality, I hope the man's lived a very peaceful life and is still living a very peaceful life somewhere in the galaxy far, far away. I mean, he's earned it. He's deserved it. But uh, him being on Canto Bite doesn't really make any sense to me either. Like, granted, maybe he is a rich man. He was a pretty good entrepreneur, entrepreneur but... I don't see him going there just because it looks like it's uh, it's a place for like snobs and like uh, like all these aristocrats, you know these these people that don't give a crap about what's going on in the galaxy, you know, like they're betting on who's gonna who's gonna win the Resistance of the First Order. Like I don't think he'd have any hand in that. Like there's no pl- like granted he's a gambler, and again I hope he stepped away from that in his later years. <laughs> But uh I don't know. I just I don't see it if there were any possibility of him being this movie, I'd really like to see him being like a in an Akbar kind of role, like you know, just super old, maybe being like an admiral or
1: something, you know.
0: Yeah. James, what do you think?
1: Um, I think it you could easily write him in if you wanted to, but it just shows that you know, they're taking a new direction and, and they're trying to take the story and, and make it its own story. And do I, you know, am I disappointed? I'm not really disappointed. I think it could have been cool, but like, I sort of think it's cool that they're, they don't need to rely on that kind of yes. fan service. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. Like, again, it would have been nice, but at the same time, it almost seems like a bit too much, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm on that. I'm page. sure we would
1: have loved it if we heard he was in it. We wouldn't be saying that. We wouldn't be like, this is too much. We'd be like, yeah, it's awesome, but. But I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm down either way, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even Rebels comes under, under scorn for a little bit of that sometimes. And you look over to to the standalone side, and even the novels, Vader's always there now. Like, do do you need to keep leaning on Vader? Can you can you introduce new characters? Can you build off existing characters without having to lean on Vader? Like, come on, guys. So I'm glad, like I said off the top there, I, I I'm glad that Ryan Johnson has the restraint and the, the discipline to not put in Lando just because, oh, he's one of my favorites from growing up. Let me let me plug him in there. Anyway, you know what? And to be honest, I'm not even sure Billy D. Williams can carry himself on screen any longer. Like I, We saw him at Celebration, and yeah, he's there smiling, but it looks like the guy can barely move. He's got the voice What's and it? the charm, but the on-screen presence doesn't seem to be there. It just... It would seem like, a like you said, it would really
2: be super evident of fan service. Like when you see uh, a certain cameo in a movie, like I don't want to ruin it for James, but there's a cameo in Thor and you're just like, you see it. When you finally see it, you're like, oh my God, like that's too funny, you know? Like
0: it, it becomes a joke at that point and you don't want Lando to be a joke. No, 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 no. Lando does not deserve to be turned into a caricature, so... Yeah, I mean, like Ryan Johnson said, it never really came up, so it sounds like it's a moot point. Um, and it, well, you know, even like Billy D. Williams, of course he said, "Oh, if they ask me, I'd be happy to do it." Well, of course you would. I mean, <laughs> you know, of course you're not going to turn him down at this point. But I, I, I honestly, not even sure he could do it. But anyway, who who am I am I to say? Um, but I, I think this, you know, maybe I'm reaching here but i think i see him in like a if he wasn't i see him kind of in like a, a hover chair, you know what i mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh but i, I think this puts to rest any any talk of a funeral for han in the last jedi. Agreed. Uh okay. Now the big one, a couple of big ones here. Uh Luke and Leia. So i i i highlighted a bunch of quotes from the next two stories that will will form form the bones of this conversation, but uh, here's the first one. Luke longs to have that extended family that he established in the original trilogy, but now he's at a place in his life and in its history, in his history where he's shunned all of that, Mark Hamill says. The big question is why he didn't respond to Leia during The Force Awakens. There's a lot of things you can't answer until you see this movie. And uh, uh, this one to me just sounds like something we, we all kind of already know. Uh, Luke doesn't want his bad decisions to affect Leia. Is that something you guys, do we, like, do we all feel the same way, essentially? Luke doesn't want his bad decisions to affect Leia. Correct. Like, Luke has no, like, last week we spoke about Luke. He has no confidence in his ability to make good choices. So I, don't, I think he wanted to just remove himself, get far away from his sister, so that whatever, like, whatever he chooses won't blow back onto Leia. That's what I mean.
2: I don't know. I don't think he's doing the right thing here. I, I honestly think at this point, this is something I'm not. I have re- really, we said this a lot. None of us wanted this, and I think Kyle, you were most adamant saying that this can't be the case. But he's shunned everyone, and he's kind of squirreled, man. He's
0: turtled. Well, no, like, we, they've 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 said he's not a coward. He's not hiding. But he he's definitely well. The only other thing is he,
2: he could be waiting on Acto, but. Again, when Ray shows up, he wants nothing to do with her. Like, he wants to be left alone at this point. Like, that's the impression I'm getting anyhow. I haven't seen the movie or anything, but they're leading us down that path in the sense that he doesn't want to be a part of any of this. Like, he just wants to be left alone. Like, he's discommunicated from his family. And, you know, like, so be it. He's just a grumpy old man now.
0: Well, he had a mission, right? We've, that's also what we've been told. There's something he wants, He's he's doing on Acto. And so he wants to take care of that, and he wants to stay out of everybody else's way. Well, I think his mission is obviously Ray. Well, I think it becomes Ray in part, but anyway, um, James, you, you have a take there. Ah, uh, damn you, Corey! Stop, uh, stop saying things I agree <laughs> with.
1: Um, yeah, no, I I don't really have much to add. I, I'll I'll say that I'm a bit disappointed. With the idea that that uh, that Luke's a little uh, not a little bit more together from what we can tell, but I agree with Corey. I think he, I think he's shaken and 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 stirred, and um, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that he's hiding, but he certainly doesn't seem to be out uh, proactively facing trying, his problems, yeah. trying to solve the galaxy's problems. And it's, I'm a bit disappointed. I think in in that prospect, but we'll see. Maybe maybe there's awesome reasons for that that I'll totally buy into.
2: All right. And, and one, one quote that I read out of this last uh, between uh, Luke and Leia was, by the end of it all, like uh, Luke needs Leia as much as she needs him, which I found kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting one. So uh, another one here is, in this movie, she finds herself no longer leading the resistance with power shifting to Laura Dern's Vice Admiral Holdo. Uh, that in itself is interesting. We already talked about that, but no longer leading the resistance. I find I, I, that, I found that alarming. Like something, it is like,
2: especially, I don't want it to be a power play. If it's a power play, then we don't, I don't
1: think it's that. I think she steps away and says, it has to be that for Han me to died, it, Yeah. And I got to re my priorities are now completely shifted and you guys got to take over this because I, I it's family right now. I got to solve this. My son and my brother and you know, emotionally here,
2: compromised.
1: Here you go, childhood best friend. I need you to take over while I, while I figure out this this family stuff. It's got to be that, right?
2: I hope so. Because if it's Haldo, kind of worm tonguing her, being like,
1: "No way. I don't. I don't think it's that."
2: You know, you're you're emotionally compromised. You should probably hand the reins over to someone you can trust.
1: Maybe that's why we don't trust her. Exactly. Maybe we. uh, um, Maybe we know, or maybe you know, like uh, maybe they keep secret. The conversation that Leia has with her asking her, and it looks like a power play. Maybe that's part of the mislead. Yeah, I like that actually. Yeah,
0: that's, yep. Yeah. That, that makes an awful lot of sense. All right, so uh, power shifting to uh, Laura Dern's Vice Admiral Holdo, who has been an ally of Leia since they were girls in the early days of the rebellion. Uh, we don't know the full circumstances of her leadership's handoff, but Leia could be turning her attention towards a more personal mission, which we just talked about. Uh, she has seen her only son turn cruel and murderous, and although she primarily blames the influence of Supreme Leader Snoke, she also partly blames herself. Uh, so it sounds like Leia's kind of given the keys over to Holdo and Poe and said, take care of this. It's your deal now. Um, maybe Holdo, again, thinks that's a dumb idea because Poe's too hot-headed and lacks the smarts and experience. And maybe she just tries to pull rank. I, I think
2: To I, me, it I, means that Leia's like her injuries. Remember, we had suspected that her injuries were the reason why Haldo and Poe came to the fore. But I, I almost feel like it's like Leia knowing what lies ahead for her, and kind of like, like handing handing it over to them, but then possibly getting injured for a short period or a long period. Who knows? But at at one point, I think she's she's going to consciously give it to them before she's. Or and if she's injured in this,
0: yeah. And think back to Poe Dameron number sixteen, where she very strongly yeah. hints at the fact that you know she needs to. I, I think she was specifically addressing Poe, saying, "I need you to stick around because I'm not. I can't be doing this forever." Yeah, she she even used the words luminous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So next quote: Kylo Ren does too. And that's um, in in regards to blaming Leia with Adam Driver saying the character of Ben Solo was driven to darkness because he already felt he was in the shadows. The cause was always at the top of Leia's priorities, and although it may have been the right choice, that devotion came at a cost. So, very basic question here for you guys. Like, How does it make you feel that Han and Leia turned out to be crappy parents? Kind of sucks, to be honest, like...
2: It really does. Mm. Like You always wanted the happily ever after for all of them. But, man, it, it's so funny when you think about it. The return of the Jedi. And now, two films later, the last Jedi. It's like, all right. <laughs> that went well. That was kind of a bust.
1: <laughs> you know, though, I'll, I'll say, if you really look at it from a character perspective, Leia and Han should have been terrible parents. I agree. The Han you met in, in the original trilogy should not have been a good father, and the Leia should have been a great general, but not a great mom. So, I can really, see, they, it, yeah. they, they stayed pretty true to character.
2: Well, I find, again, in the Return of the Jedi, Leia's a little, like, coming to terms with her, like, feminine, not femininity, but... More like uh, she's softened herself. She's she's broken down some walls where she can let people in and be a little more like nurturing or whatever it is. You know, like
1: I, dude, uh, she gives she bluffs when they're about to blow up her planet. She gives the wrong location for the <laughs> rebel base.
0: She's, that's she that's, has, a, that's she a new hope in her veins. No no doubt about that. I'm just by, saying by that's, Return that's, of the that's, Jedi, that's know, like I've I've seen <laughs> her like come full, full circle, kind of that character. But I mean, she is motherly. Yeah in that way when she had to be like, she comforts Luke after she, they lose Kenobi. Uh, again, they're there for each other in a very comforting way at the end of empire. And she's there for Luke when, when she discovers him dangling from that weather vane. And then of course, like, yeah,
1: but you can be comforting and still like, I just don't, the mother role, the, the idea of her, you know, abandoning all those things that she found to be so important, her duties and her, and her drive and her ambitions that I, I just, I don't know. It just makes sense. All I'm saying is I can buy that they would be bad parents.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can buy yeah. it too. It, I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. It, like, at the end of Jedi, you kind of figured, like, everybody's going to just have this wonderful <laughs> rest of their life. But they kind of... I love have how you
1: guys th- did not argue with me about Han. You, try, you tried a little bit for Leia, but, no. like, just, <laughs> Han's a bad dad, and that's just... <laughs> yeah,
2: like, he honestly, he just, like, with Leia's position in the galaxy, like, Han just should have been a stay-at-home dad.
1: Yeah, I don't see that for Han.
2: Like, yeah, he's like, me and Chewie just got to go out on a quick little uh,
0: run here. Uh, like, we'll be at Moe's.
1: Like, Space Moe's. I
0: mean, at best, he's re- he would have been like a Red Foreman. At best. Like, just, he just wouldn't want any flack from his kid at all. But yeah, anyway. Not a good dad. <laughs> All right, moving on. After all these years in service to the wider galaxy, it may be time for the skywalkers to bring balance to themselves. In The Force Awakens, Leia needed Luke's help and she couldn't fathom why he exiled himself. But now he needs her as much as she needs him. It would be an appropriate bookend if she turned up to rescue him this time. So, I, my question is, does does Leia not know what Kylo did at the at Luke's academy? Like have, have Luke and Leia not spoken at all? Like it seems like there's there's like Han knew I wonder if there's any room here for Leia not knowing what Kylo did.
2: No, she knows. Like the conversation that her and Han had in The Force Awakens kind
0: of alludes to that as well. Yeah, I guess so. Like she knows that Kylo's with Snoke, but like, does she really know what led him there? I guess so, right? Did they call him? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she does for sure. Because like she's she finds it, she seems to find it strange, right? Like. She it says here in the quote, she couldn't fathom why Luke exiled himself. Well, really? Like it's it seems like, weird to me why Leia would f- would find that strange if she knows what Kylo did.
2: It's kinda kinda like her saying, like, man, don't you know my kid was so messed up, like it's my fault,
0: not yours. I like that. Okay, uh a couple more here with Luke and Leia. So this is a Luke far, far away from the collected and confident hero we saw last saw in Return of the Jedi. Decades later, he is a man broken by disappointment who believes his decisions only lead to death and suffering. He doesn't think he can help Rey. He needs some guidance himself. And then uh, Mark Hamill says, he's not the happy-go-lucky farm boy anymore. He's sort of bellicose. I don't know what that means. And has the weight of the world on his shoulders. So uh, Again, we've touched on this before, but... Now we know that he doesn't think he can help Ray, not so much that he doesn't want to. I think although I think we'll see elements of of both. I can't and I don't want to get out of here. But James you booed that. So
1: ah. like I said, I'm 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 uh I'm open to the idea that I can still like the direction they've taken him in, but it's not my preferred one. That's not the future I imagined for the Jedi um that, you know, stood triumphantly around the Yub Nub campfire.
2: Yeah, can you really see that that guy with the you know, a pork prod, like a cattle prod for porgs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, like he has
0: one. That's what it looks like. I mean, I guess living that life is is it's sort of a roller coaster. Like there's there's 30 years in between, right? So I I think there's probably plenty of space for him to have those triumphant moments.
2: But it was a triumph, man. The Return of the Jedi, man, they were back.
0: Balanced to the Force, all of well, it. He got, like, he, got a, he got, he no. got so far in building, rebuilding an academy, and I don't know if he had three students or three hundred. I have no clue. But it seems like he was on the right path until, until Kylo did what he did. It was another virgins,
2: man. Um, it's raw strength and power, the dark and the light.
0: There's two of them. So I, yeah, I I will be displeased if this is how it all ends for Luke, with him sort of being this grumpy old man get off my lawn type stuff. Um if if that's how this plays out for Luke and we don't ever get um not, not another redemption for Luke, but we need we need Luke to like step up at some point and reclaim that spot, right? Corey, where like the the hero spot. There there's the Luke that we that we saw at the end of Jedi at, at, around the nub Yub Nub table. Oh
2: I would really hope so, you know, like I, I don't necessarily know if we're going to see that, that. I hope we see the smiling Luke. We got to see smiling Luke by the end of this trilogy, if not by the end of this film.
0: I don't even have, it doesn't it have least... to be smiling Luke. It just has to be sort of. We did it. This is what we've been after all this time. Like, I don't I don't need to see Luke cracking open a bottle of space beer and, you know, or, or shotgunning a bunch of space beer because they finally figured it all out. You know what I mean? I, no, if I it's don't, just the, not by the end of this film, anyhow. But I would like to
2: see him like that moment for me in Jedi, when he's looking over the tree with his hand, or he's just leaning up against the tree and he's smiling. Like I love that scene so much, man. It's like such a resolution, you know. Like, but I, I don't know if that's that's not his place in this trilogy. It looks like, and
0: I don't know how they're gonna handle that. Yeah, maybe. Look, all we can do is just hop on board and 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 try do our best to enjoy the ride. Which I don't have to really think that hard about it. I, I think I'm going to enjoy it. I, I like the idea. It's it's him, Leia, Force Ghost, Leia. No. Yeah. No. Force Ghost, Luke. No. Looking back at Rey. No. It's Ray looking on. Them, no. Onto them
2: in the end. No. Yeah.
0: I really don't. I, I, uh, I'm not, we'll get into that maybe after the Last Jedi, but. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, no, no I'm not going to do it. Um, all right, so any, anything else to say on Luke? Not too much. Uh, I mean,
2: really interested to see what these characters, where these characters are going to be at the end of this film, both Leia and Luke. Because we know, we know around Leia, it's kind of shrouded in mystery still, but character's not really moving forward, and... Again, we don't know where Luke's
0: headed either. Yep. All right, last thing on Luke and Leia here. So whether they actually get that reunion in The Last Jedi isn't a given, though. It's nice seeing them on the cover, even if it's all we have, Johnson says. I don't know if he's being coy or if he's just being, if he's just teasing us, but we're getting a reunion, right? I really do hope so, but him
2: saying that kind of, again, uh, doesn't spoil anything for me. So it still makes me kind of puts me on edge thinking that, you know, there's still a very good chance that they won't.
0: I, I, I think there's a 90% chance that we get the reunion. I am almost certain I hope so hope so. I, I hope so. But I I like the way that he still instilled that, uh, that fear and that doubt in me. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be, I'm glad he does. I'm glad he's so skilled at that. That, that, that's what makes all this so much fun. Uh, James, I think you're back. I am back. All right, so we're we're just talking about uh, Luke and Leia reuniting in the Last Jedi and whether or not that's going to happen. It, it's, it's. I think it's something we all want to see, but do you think it's something we are going to see?
1: I'm with you, Kyle. Definitely going to see the reunion. No doubt about it. Yeah,
0: I mean, we didn't get Han, Han, Luke, and Leia, so we better get Luke and Leia at the very least. Like that's that's to me, it's got to happen. And I, I I look back to uh, Vanity Fair pictures. And there's there's an image of uh, Ray and well Daisy and Mark and Carrie on set together all in costume and I, I got to imagine that this is them on set shooting a scene together I, I have to imagine that there, there will be that that scene and I, I even talked about it before Um, with, with the the, the vultices leading the heroes out of uh, the tunnel system onto possibly uh, an Luke Skywalker waiting in the Falcon to, to rescue them. There's your, there's your reunion scene right there. Could be on board the Falcon. It could, I don't know, but I, I, am
1: on board. The Falcon would be pretty sweet.
0: It would be for sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh, 90% for me is, is the number I'm going with. Definitely going to see those two back together. Corey, you you, you want to put a number to it? Yeah, 80%. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> same difference. Okay, so let's move on to Snoke. We're finally getting some info on Snoke. So I'll quote from the Bresna Bomb piece on Snoke. Some people absorb unspeakable pain, then vow to spend the rest of their lives working and fighting to make sure no one else has to suffer as they did. Others endure the same agony, but deal with it by magnifying that pain and blasting it back upon the world. Supreme leader Snoke is one of the latter. <laughs> it almost sounds like they're saying that Snoke has been wronged and is just an angry old man. Like, Is it, is it that simple? He has a vendetta, that's for sure. Like, What they also
2: kind of stated or uh, allude to is that he's always kind of had a bit of an opulent lifestyle. So him having been, whatever's happened to him... Uh, he 's obviously gone through some kind of traumatic experience where he 's very his physical ability has been diminished like he pretty much like his was crushed or whatever it is at the hands of either the resistance or someone but he 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 has an agenda because of that because so much was taken away from him in
0: that regard well how How old do we think this guy is like is this this guy thousands of years old and his injuries are, you know, they're, they're battle scars from an ancient, ancient, ancient time. Or is it something that's happened to him in the in, in the interim between episodes 6 and 7 that maybe Luke inflicted, which is why he's so mad at, at Luke and maybe uh, Leia and the rest of the gang also had something to do with it. I, what do you think? I, I'd uh... like to, to think like
2: that it was an older thing in a way i'd like got, to
1: too but i am I'm, I'm i'm not convinced i think it i think he might be only like like regular old not hundreds of years old but like you know 80 I, or I don't, 100 i don't
2: i don't see him being like yoda 1000 year old but i see him being like you know we we know he won't we understand anyway he was around in the prequels throughout
0: so uh i don't know i'm going to give him at least 100 you know could he be old enough to be the the chief villain in Ryan Johnson's next tr- trilogy? It's possible. He could be the the brother. You know what I mean. The brother of that the, of the first pair of Jedi. You're saying, yeah, the twins, if, or whatever. if that was if that's indeed a thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he, If I mean, this is, this is a, a super reach. But yeah, maybe the events of Ryan's trilogy we see Snoke sort of take off into the unknown reaches and then it, it builds into the, the Skywalker saga where Snoke has made his return. Yeah, Cause we know also another, another in a, in a really interesting way that when you think about
2: it, like Thrawn was preparing himself for what was in the, the unknown regions. Palpatine was always trying to communicate with the unknown regions. Like there was something going on in there that they all knew about. And or Snoke's very... They they mentioned in this, he's super powerful with the dark side, which is really interesting. Just he's limited by physical ability.
0: Yeah. All right, so uh, next. Oh, James, did you want to chime in there?
1: I don't really have anything substantial to that. I did think it was really cool, and I, I was a little surprised to find out that he's, like, super strong in the dark side. I. I I thought he probably was when, when he said he was going to finish complete Kylo's training, but there was a small part, part of me that still thought that maybe he was not all he was cracked up to be that, they, you know, he was oversold.
0: Mm, I, yeah I, 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 I see that. Um, okay. So S- circus describes a cruel master, a nine foot tall alien humanoid who disparages and dominates his two lieutenants, Kylo Ren and general Hux. He's a predator who identifies weakness and exploits it, drawing the young and promising to his side, with promises of power then using and discarding his proteges when they are no longer of use. And so what jumped out at me is now he's 9 feet tall. He used to be 7, then he was 8. Now he's 9 and I think by the time the movie drops like he'll be eating peanuts off the top of a movie po- of a phone pole. <laughs> I don't know, this guy just keeps c- getting taller and taller, but Han warned us, right, that Han warns Kylo that Snoke is going to dump him and crush him when he's done with him. And I, I think that's that speaks to it. For me, it sounds like there's there's a known history of this character. It's not it's not a very it's not a secret who Snoke is.
2: Yeah, like Leia seems to know of him. Like she she even says like Snoke, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's either a secret amongst the, that inner circle, or is it a is, is 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 Snoke sort of known everywhere? I have no clue, but. I don't think any of us can make a educated guess one way or the other. I want—I want to know if he has a relationship with Luke as well. Like that's a big thing.
1: I think Snoke. For some reason, I get the impression Snoke was well known to Luke and Leia and Han, like, like maybe even casual conversation before before crap hit the fan.
0: Yeah, um, I think an aftermath. When we first learned that Leia is pregnant, she, she felt this dread. Like there was this dark force around her pregnancy. Something that was just kind of over her shoulder that she couldn't identify. And I think we're led to believe that this is Snoke already uh, zoning in on Kylo before he's even born. He's like
2: the true puppeteer. He's like It seems like he's even above Palpatine's abilities almost. You know, like playing this super long game.
0: It's possible. I I have a little bit of a problem with making villains bigger and stronger and more ambitious than Palpatine. But uh, I guess oh, that's that's another problem for another day. Um. Yeah. So uh, going on here, his training of Kylo Ren is not yielding what he wants. Circus says. Uh, so I, I this is again, it's going to leave Kylo feeling adequate, yet again, right? Like his family doesn't want him. It's inadequate. Yeah. Sorry. Inadequate his family he, from his perspective, his family didn't want him and he believes that Snoke doesn't want him. So where does he have left to turn? Like t- does he turn to Ray? Well, I think he's going to find out that Snoke's ultimate goal in the long run
2: pretty much was Ray. Like once like Snoke seems to be after her, this girl and like, you know, I think, I think Kyle's gonna, uh, Kylo's going to kind of realize that and be like, what the hell? I thought I was your <laughs> like, boy. That's exactly like you just used me this whole long to get to her. Like,
0: well, is, I, I don't know if Snoke knew about Ray and only clued into her once, once, uh, once Kylo told Snoke about her, bring her to me. Was that sort of his moment where or Snoke's moment where he goes, oh, there's somebody else like this guy. I can replace Kylo with her. Great. No, well, I, he think that, I
2: think. Yeah, he knew both
1: him, he and Kylo. I think have had visions of her. Something he, Kylo knew too. The way he reacts in a couple of those scenes, the of girl, course. all that. Yeah, yeah he knew. big knew. time. He well, knew, he big knew. Big Kylo. Kylo like... knew. I don't know.
0: I, I wonder if that's sort of a Kylo's secret weapon that he these visions of Ray and whatever else is included in, in those visions is it something that is exclusive to between him and Rey that they can eventually use against Snoke together.
2: Hmm. I like that. I I again I I see Kylo backlashing against Snoke in this film just cuz I mean he's he's he's, he's got
0: to have a weakness somewhere, right? There's there's got to be something Yeah, Snoke. Snoke's got to have there's got to be a little crack in the armor somewhere.
2: Yeah, big time. I think it. I think what we're gonna see though is his force ability is gonna be like, like stronger again than I say Palpatine. Like he's gonna wield the force in a whole new way. Like it's gonna be pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, well, and that plays a, into he the. He has a
2: different understanding, man, of the force.
0: Yeah, it, it, well, it, it, the the quote that James was getting at before is, um, the the thing about Snoke is that he's extremely strong with the force, the dark side of the force. Um, well, I mean, the trailer before it kind of stamped stamped it all out. But like, we can throw dirt on the on that talking point for good. That Snoke, eh, maybe he's just a just a puppet master, and he's he's not really strong in the Force. I, I know that we talked about that as a possibility. I I personally felt that he was always uh, the the big bad Force user. But uh, I I I guess I see how that could have been. A thing, but I, that's dead now, right? Dead, dead, completely dead. Yeah, it's it. Yeah,
2: he's he's not a Wizard of Oz kind of guy. He's the real deal, but possibly in a in a way, he's still very frail and weakened, and in a weakened state. Like all he's got is the force now, so his ability to wield it is all he's got. So I think he's really honed those skills. Like that's what's scary about him, kind of. You know, it's not like he's gonna. Take you out is in a lightsaber battle, you know? He's going to use his... Def- whatever he's learned that you haven't, like, you're going to
1: see some crazy shit. Is it kind of weird, or I don't know if weird's the right word, odd, but we, we, we know of a guy who was super strong in the force, whose body got all mangled up, and, and so they use technology to make him, like, this really killer suit. Like, why, why doesn't Snoke have a really killer suit if his body's all mangled up?
0: That is a great question.
2: Hmm, True. That's it. I think, again, make, maybe he's trying to heal himself in a way. You know what I mean? Maybe he believes it uh, a
0: perversion of nature.
1: Maybe. There's got to be, maybe there doesn't have to be a reason, but it strikes me as interesting.
0: It is. That is definitely interesting. There's absolutely. Yeah, that is a good
2: point, actually. He should have like a breathing apparatus
0: or something. Okay, so uh, lastly, uh, perhaps he does suffer so much. Snoke also makes a point to indulge in the comf- comfort and riches that power bestows. But what we you know what's what's not clear to me in all of this is what is Snoke's motivation? Like is he just after total power and treasure? It sounds like revenge
1: and greed. Yeah, it
2: seems like he's got a vendetta and he wants to be rich and live an opulent lifestyle.
0: I mean, and he, that's what I like, like about he his he does live the lifestyle he wants. Is it is it all about now just getting rid of the resistance is, is that it
2: he has a vendetta against something happened to him where he's horribly been disfigured that way and he wants people to pay who he feels are responsible like that and you know again like i like the fact that there's a dark side user that's not all dark and drab and gray and black like this guy's like Gold, <laughs> give me gold. Well, like, that's
1: just that's probably part of the mislead too. Eh? He he's all opulent. He looks like a character from from Hunger Games 2. and so like Dern sort of got like that in common with him.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, at least from outward appearances, right? Yeah, but it, it seems like he's built up something even more powerful and has even deeper resources than the Empire and all that, so he can just have more stuff. Like, doesn't that seem to pale? In, com- in comparison to Palpatine's motivation, which were to like to, to get gain the ability to control reality, like that—that's the ultimate motivation, I would think. But it, it sounds like Snoke just wants no enemies and he wants all the tr- all the money for himself. Not only that, though, like I really do believe that Snoke knows what's
2: going on in the Force, whereas Luke and Ray and Kylo. In a certain regard, he's let, not letting them know. He knows what's going on. Like, these guys are still trying to figure it out where he's he's kind of, like, wise, like, oh, the dark rises and the light to meet it, you know? Like, he knows this is all going to happen, and it's all kind of, like, played out in his head already. Like, like uh, he's playing some kind of long game with the Force. Like, for me, like, he's after Ray for a reason, and it has to do with the Force,
0: well, of course, yeah. Like, it
2: has to do with some kind of, like, like again, unlocking some kind of ancient mystery or secret. Like, he knows about it already. Like, Luke and Ray are trying to figure that mystery out. Whereas he he knows, like, the combination of this, that is going to give us this.
1: You figure... I don't know. There's been rumors, but you figure that Force Ghost will be working a little harder from the other side to counter some of this stuff.
2: That's it, man. Force Ghost Anakin. How can he... Of here's, course, here's Yoda? For- Come on, man.
1: Yeah, but Anakin's the chosen one. Come on. Luke
2: and Leia. H- how's this, Kyle? Anakin has been training Leia behind the scenes on a daily basis. Mm. Boo. Mm. Yeah, no. I-, I would like to see him choose Leia over Luke. That's the way it was in Legends anyhow. I remember He he kept on attempting to visit Leia. And she, like, shunned him for so long. like.
0: Well, and that's just it. Like, she's... As far as we know, Leia has never really accepted or for- forgiven her father, I don't think. Has... I don't know. Has she? I know she's accepted the truth, but I don't think she's... I don't think she's ever come to the point where, oh, yeah, like... I think maybe in Bloodline, she knows, through Luke's account, what, what Anakin did in, in killing the Emperor and Bringing it all to an end, but I don't know that it, it didn't sound to me at, at the point at that point that she really bought into it. Like, oh yeah, he died a good guy. Like she still sound very much angry with him, which I think she'd carry around forever. This is the guy that stood there while her her planet was destroyed. I mean, he he did all kinds of terrible things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think I've, I've I've lost track of where we were there, but no, I don't <laughs> think Anakin has been training Leia behind the scenes. And you're right, James, to go back further. um, Why didn't force ghost Anakin visit his grandson and be like, dude, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you figure they'd be more
1: if there's stuff that that Luke doesn't know about the force, all this new. I mean, maybe as a force ghost, they don't have access to that information either. But I just they they've been uninvolved. So you figure they're going to get involved. You know,
2: the force was asleep. It's true. Mm, well. The Force reawakened. I
1: guess. Oh, the
0: Force goes dormant and suddenly, what? F- no more Force goes. No nothing? Yeah, maybe it fluctuates or something, you know? Whereas,
2: where they can only do it cyclically? I don't know.
0: Hmm, I don't know. Oh, well, that, that, we're we're in for a lot of boring stories then between...
2: Well, no, I wouldn't say, not cyclically, but like... You know, like, this is obviously, like, a bit of an anomaly where in, again, the Return of the Jedi, we seem to have a balance and now it's not even 30 years later and, like, the Force has gone to sleep, all this stuff, it's reawakening, there's a whole new saga to be told, whereas in the past it's been like, okay, something like that happens, we have this virgins, this chosen one, and, you know, it's been a couple thousand years before something like that happens again, you know?
0: Yeah. All right, I think we're done with the Bresna bomb. I'm done. Kaboom. <laughs> Kaboom. All right, well, hats off to Anthony Bresnikan again. Another I mean this this podcast is sponsored by Anthony Bresnikan at <laughs> Entertainment Weekly. Uh yeah, go, go out, support the guy. Buy buy a copy of of this week's Entertainment Weekly. And uh you know, it's 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 well, it's easy for us to just go and click the site and you know, gravy train a few episodes a year off off of his work. But yeah, if you really want to say thanks to the guy, just, just support, uh, support his work and pick up a copy of, of entertainment weekly. That's, that's what I, I will do as soon as I see a copy. All right. So you guys ready for a quick little break?
2: Oh yeah. Let's do yeah.
0: it. All right. So you guys are going to hear the start of the binary sunset, which of course is always kicked off by ads. And in, but in reality, we're all going to take five here and refresh.
4: Hello, boys. I uh, hope you're both well. Hope you've both had good weeks. So another question uh, for you to have a chat about. Not long now, a matter of days, really, till The Last Jedi. So uh, getting very excited about that. I'd like you to have a talk about lightsabers and a little prediction. How many different lightsabers... Will be ignited in The Last Jedi. And whose will they be? And what colour will they be? I'm going to go for three. Ray's blue. Kylo's red. And I do think that we will see Luke's ignite the green at some point. And for completeness, I don't think we'll see Snoke with a lightsaber in this film. So kick that round for a bit. Uh, I'll look forward to listening. Take care. Bye. Alright, there goes ads. Thank you
0: once again, sir. And yes, we are getting close, man. Uh, getting unspeakably excited for The Last Jedi. It's released just a couple weeks away. So just, just a few more weeks of idle speculation that, I, I guess I'm getting fed up of it, but I think we've just beating this movie up as much as any movie can be beaten up by this point. Okay. So Corey, we've, we've lost James again for a few minutes while he, while he tends to an unhappy camper. Uh, So what do you, what what do you think? How many sabers are we getting, getting in this movie and who's going to have them? What color are they going to be?
2: Well, to be honest, um, I want to break this down a bit, but I'll tell you my final answer right off the bat is it's two sabers, the red and the blue. That's it. I honestly do believe that, um, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you why. There's one possibility people have kicked around, is that the green is hidden inside R two still, and that it's gonna make its appearance. But I I really truly do think that thing is gone in the whatever happened at the Luke's Jedi Temple, his academy. Um... We see him wearing a Kyber crystal around his neck. Uh, Mark at TSW has speculated this a long time. We had talked about it as well. But I think there's a reason why Kylo's saber acts kind of funny. Like, it's not a solid beam like we've we've seen with all other sabers. So I, I do believe it's... A, there's something that the, kreber, uh, the crystal is cracked. And it could be from green. And Luke has the other half of that crystal. That that makes a lot of sense to me. So I, I don't know if we're going to see Luke really wield green. So we know we have red and blue. Uh, the only other possibility is Snoke. And again, I think Snoke is so weakened like we had just discussed. Like his physical state is not one where he's going to go toe-to-toe with someone in physical combat. He's more a wielder with his mind, which is interesting. And I think that's what we're going to see more with Luke as well. Like yes, we know Luke wields a saber in this. We don't know if it's only for training purposes, but both he and Snoke Is they might a saber? use the force Is it- and or a staff. Uh no, we see him in that glass and there was also a shot of him holding the blue saber in a poster. Ray's saber. Yeah, there was a poster and there's a tumbler like glass that we see him holding
1: it. What's up, boys? So, hey. Hey, 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 he's back. Sorry about that. My kid's screaming his head off upstairs.
0: Yes, it sounded like there was more than one kid.
1: Uh, no, that's my wife crying too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's funny because it's sort of true, but uh, no, no, yeah, the other one's up too. She was just getting water though. Oh, man. Um. Yes, lightsaber talk. I'm, I came in at a good point. Hey, h- How many action figures of Snoke have been released so far?
2: Two. Oh, well, no. Like, you got the three and three quarter, there's been uh one with that playset. It's a big playset, and there's two six-inch, same figure, one comes with a throne.
1: Is that a small number for a, for a pretty major character? You think it's because they're waiting to release a bunch of lightsabers, or whatever his weapon's going to be?
2: Well, that's the thing I was just saying. I don't think he's going to have necessarily a weapon per se. I think his weapon is his ability to use the force just because we just discussed his physical ability being kind of somewhat diminished from his injuries. Uh, I do believe that that ring on his finger is indeed a a kyber crystal, a black one. Now, how he's able to wield that is what's going to be interesting. Let it be with his mind or who knows what he can conjure up with this thing, but I don't think he's going to have a sword per se. But no I do way. think he, he might I think he utilize... Will. I don't know, man. I just... Because they said it, like, right away. Like, his physical ability kind of been diminished. Like, I see him being so powerful in the Force. Using the Force in a weird way that... Kind of cheating, in a sense, almost. Loopholing? Yeah,
0: loopholing. Yeah, loop-
2: that's what I was thinking. So- something like that. But you I do think... He-
1: you can't sell that. You can't... There's no toy for that.
2: Well, it depends. Like, we've seen a lot of stuff in his throne room. You know what I mean? Like... Again, he's got the ring. Gotta have a uh, weapon, dude. <sighs> Not necessarily. He's got the Praetorian yeah, the Guard.
1: Emper- the Emperor didn't, but he did wield one in the prequels, mind you.
0: Yeah, we don't know what was up his sleeve in episode 6. Could he have, if he wanted to, could he have gotten involved with his lightsaber as well? Probably. I mean, he at the, that point, like he, he, felt he was the fattest cat, right? So does he need to walk around all day long with a lightsaber up his sleeve?
1: Yeah, but isn't that like just like a cross on a monk? Like isn't it just like part of your
0: know? Yeah, it could be. I mean, the way he has it up his sleeve like that, you know, when he when he goes to visit his space urinal, you know, one one bad lean. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's got the safety on. Yeah, you never know. You're
2: Either way, here here's here's something for you guys. This is a spoiler warning. Uh Bradley, you're still listening. You might want to turn away. Uh I saw in a tv spot i can't i don't i don't know which one it was uh you guys can probably find it i don't know if you've seen it but it also now corresponds with a recent lego toy i'd seen now you know the rock and after having kind of thought about it i came up with a bit of a theory the rock that Ray's training against we've seen it multiple times right seems to have somewhat of a significance at this point uh, so there's a scene that I saw like live, it was a TV spot, again, I don't know where I saw it, it was somewhere on YouTube, it followed one video, after I was watching one, another one came up, you know, watched it, but she slices through that rock at one point, now, there's a Lego toy that I saw a picture of recently, that, that the rock is sliced in half, and inside the rock is a kyber crystal, and, you know, think of it this way. This got what got me thinking about it. In the trailers, we see Ray training against this thing, right? Now, we've kind of been led to believe that she's training, she's training. And she's so skilled now that she just stops her saber before hitting the rock, right? It's her controlling. She's in such control that she's able to stop that saber. What if it's Luke saying, try and crack this rock open, see what happens. And she just... She tries to hit it like I'm gonna slice this thing in half. Here's my move, and boom, the rock won't let me cut it in half. You know what I mean? And then finally, she trains to a point where she finally cuts the rock in half. I like it, Corey. And it kind of leads back again to Kylo's thing again, like with Snoke and uh, Sith them. These Jedi and Sith, they have to find their own crystals on their own. Even Vader. In the comics, we learned recently that Palpatine was like, no, 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 I'm not going to give you one of these sabers, these thousands of sabers I have from dead Jedi. You got to go find a living Jedi, kill him, and grab his crystal. It could be the same thing with Rey, in a sense, and that could be the possible third crystal or saber, whatever it is, you know, like, so I, I see four kyber crystals, two lightsabers in this film.
0: What about you, James? What
1: about me? Um. What do
0: I think? I agree with Corey again? This show sucks. <laughs> 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 It'll doubly suck because I, I kind of agree too. I, I don't see an opportunity. I'm not sure that I see an opportunity for Luke to light up the green in this one. I really don't, man. And Ignite the green might not be a thing.
2: But I do again see possible four kyber crystals, which could be interesting, and the usage of said kyber crystals could be amazing as well. Who knows? Okay, we've used them as laser swords; they could be capable of so much more.
1: Oh, see that! that all this, all this, is so much more. Not everything has to be more. Lightsabers are cool; I'm they are sure. super
2: cool. Don't get me I'm wrong, sure. but like, maybe, maybe Snoke can like utilize his crystal to like. I don't know, like, with his mind and, like... Uh, shoot Force Lightning? I've seen it. It's cool,
1: but I like lightsabers better.
0: I, I, I don't want them to start... I don't want Kyber Crystals to be, start be, being used in all kinds of places for all sorts of reasons. Like, you know, They powered the, the Death Star. That was sort of the perversion of a Kyber Crystal. Other than that, I I hope they stay at home in a lightsaber. And otherwise, that's it. I don't know. I just think the
2: potential... Like, the the difference between... A Death Star and a lightsaber. There's so vast, you know what well, I mean. Of like, there's so much room in between. Like, I, you know, when Ray's being tortured at that one point, and you see her like doing the limbo. Maybe it's him using his kyber crystal as like, like, boom,
0: take that, you know. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that big black crystal on his hand, or on his ring. I'm, I'm not convinced it's a kyber crystal. It could very well be but i won't be convinced until i actually see that um you know i i would think i would think a dark
2: side user of his caliber wouldn't would want one <laughs> sure i mean it seems like he wants and, one of everything and, at least and we know luke again he has part of one a crystal on his neck we don't necessarily know it's a kyber crystal but if it were uh, and kylo had the other half it would be pretty interesting cuz that would be Another Saber in the game, but it would be white at that point, I would think, no? Um, uh, doesn't have to be. Unless it's either red or white at that point, no?
0: Well, whose Saber was it originally?
2: It was green. Like, his, his green, if Kylo has the other half of that that Saber, or that crystal, to make his, like, blade... That's all seems to be fractured and splintered. And Luke had the other piece around his neck. If he were to rebuild a saber or something with that crystal, it would most likely be white.
0: Uh, it Depends what Luke's Luke's
2: allegiance is. But once you've bled a crystal, isn't the only option white?
0: (sighs) when, When bringing it back? Yeah. I guess it depends on who's bleeding it. Like Ahsoka wasn't a Jedi, so it came back white. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't, but I don't know. I couldn't give you a second example of somebody restoring a crystal back to another color. Uh, so I, I found that Lego picture you're talking about.
2: And it's, bl- it's Kyber crystal blue, man. Like, and it's a Lego piece. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you have to take that into account. It almost looks like a big diamond.
0: Well, again, let's let's not read too much into a Lego set, you know. It- oh, let's read a lot into it. It's way more fun.
2: <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. Like once I'm on so mind really, Like like think about that when she like <sighs> that that saber just stopping there all the time, cut through the rock. I can't. I can't. I can't. And then I gotta I be honest, I like
1: that a whole lot more too. Because like big deal, you stop it. Like like I'm not a Jedi, and I could swing something and stop it, and not hit it like that's not that impressive.
2: It's like something's there's some kind of like a uh, magnetics there or something that's just not allowing her like gravitational whatever. It's funny she that you didn't use it. the
1: word force field, but yes, something is stopping
2: <laughs> her.
0: But I did see it. I swear <laughs> to god. Did you see this Kyle where you see the the yes, saber yeah. you finally see it like okay, yeah, she hacks that rock in two. I mean you don't, you don't see the rock. It, it the shot never pulls out further. You just see that she's slicing through it and that that's all you see. Yeah. Which is awesome. Anyway, let's 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 bring it all back here. Uh, I'm I'm with you guys. I I see just two sabers in this in this movie. I don't see Luke getting the chance to light up green or blue or any other saber at that point. I have theorized possibilities of Luke lighting up, but I, my my official <laughs> stance is that he will not. And, but and, and if episode, uh, I'll be disappointed. I'll be like, oh, now we got to wait for nine to see Luke pick up a lightsaber. Like, they we, that is, we got to get that.
1: We do have to get it, it has to happen. It could happen in this one, Luke and Luke and Snoke. You never know.
0: Yeah, I, I am really interested to know where Green is. The idea that R2 has it is pretty cool. Again, we've seen it. I don't know if it's one of those things where, yeah, we've seen this already. Give us something different or. It, would it be cool to see R2 fire that thing over to Luke once again?
1: That'd be cool. I'd like it.
0: I guess it depends on how they play it, right? They could make it like a bit of a funny wink type thing. Um. Yeah, I don't know. As for the, you know, if the Luke's Academy fell, I could imagine Kylo saying, yoink, I'll take this. Like, in, during all the chaos and everything's burnt down and everybody's dead. Luke, maybe even Luke preser- presumed dead. Kylo goes, yeah, I'll just, I'll take the green here. And maybe, maybe Snoke has it. Maybe it's one of Snoke's trinkets. Or maybe, maybe, you know, the movie starts with Rey giving Luke the blue and he rejects it. What if she salvages green from Snoke's throne room? And at the end she gives it back to Luke and he accepts.
1: That'd be cool. I'd love that.
0: That's a cool arc.
2: Yeah, I want to see Luke back with it, but I'm pretty sure it's become her
0: saber. But I would like to see Luke reaccept it. No, no he's not not accepting the blue. He's she's giving him back green that she finds on the supremacy. Hmm.
2: hmm. You mean Kylo Saber?
0: <laughs> Maybe. I. It would be nice to see her. I think I. I like that idea already. That at the beginning she gives him a saber, he rejects it. At the end she gives him a saber, he accep- accepts it. Which will will point to some great fireworks for Episode Nine. There you go, ads. I'm glad. I'm glad you let us there. Because we, we kind of had some boring answers there. Yeah, because I think the three of us are in agreement. Just two sabers, which is kind of boring, but I, I like that little twist at the end.
1: Great question, Ads. Nice chatting with you. And I want to I point out that Corey giggled every time you said li- light up. Luke's going to light up. Oh, and, I, and know. <laughs> I know. Corey giggles. I know.
0: It doesn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ads, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Um. yeah, looking forward to next week's question I don't know if it's going to be Last Jedi focused but uh, yeah, everything, all the questions adds brings to the show are, are gold baby okay, on to Bradley
5: hey guys Bradley here with this week's Star Wars question for the Tumbling Saber, hope you guys have had a great weekend a uh, great holiday and uh, man, we're only just a few weeks away from the last Jedi and I can't be I can't be more excited about this movie actually I can but I'm building up to it um, Sorry I'm a little out of breath here I, uh, it, I it dawned on me that I haven't left my question yet and I've been outside doing yard work and so I've run in here real quick to uh, leave y'all a little voice message uh, my Star Wars question for this week is what are we getting most excited about? as we get closer and closer to the movie Um, I've got uh, I've got four four things for you one being uh, Ray and her uh, training let's see that let's let that be one Um, how about Kylo Ren and whether or not he's going to uh, stay bad or turn to the good side Um, the third one would be Luke what's going on with him is uh is he going to turn to the bad side or is he something other than what we think he is and the fourth being leia how um are we going to see her demise in some way on the screen Um, out of those four what are you most interested in seeing as we get closer and closer um for me surprisingly um i'm starting to lean towards leia and seeing how uh, what goes on with her character um in the past, I didn't really give it much thought. I figured um, I kind of looked at her story in a sense, kind of secondary, maybe even third. Now, as we get closer, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the nostalgia uh, that's uh, of her that's coming out uh, for me or, or what it is, but I'm starting to get intrigued by how her story is going to play out and how it's going to Uh, end in a sense and uh, I'm kind of I'm really getting excited about that Um, maybe secondary uh, and uh, is Luke which it for the most part has really been my number one I've I've, you know ever since um, The Force Awakens came out uh, you know I've been eager to see Luke and what he's been up to and then you know only getting like two minutes of him if that at the end of the movie Actually, kind of crushed me. I was hoping to get more than that, like uh, many of us were. Um, so that that kind of build up towards this next movie um, is, is obviously, like everybody else, we're interested in see what what he's been up to and what's going on and and uh, exactly, you know, who who is, who is he, um, and uh, and his character going forward. And then third would probably be. Um. Really, it's a toss-up between Kylo and Rey. Um, both these characters really fascinate me. Um, I'm hoping we see a, 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 some struggle with Ray. I hope we don't see this, you know, perfect uh, girl uh, woman. Um, you know, through the whole movie. I hope we. I hope we see something, some depth to her character, and uh, like we have with uh, with Kylo already. Um, I think that's what really intrigues me about Kylo is just the struggle with inside of him um, because uh, it just speaks to all of us and the struggles we have inside of us as we uh, go through life, you know, with various things. So that's my Star Wars question for this week. Um, sorry I'm getting it to you so late, but it's one of those where I think uh, you kind of already know the answer um, because uh, y'all think and and dream and Contemplate Star Wars 24 7. And uh, I appreciate y'all guys. I appreciate y'all's podcast. And I appreciate uh, all the powerful friends out there. Hope y'all have a great show. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
0: All right. There goes Bradley once again. Good to hear from you, Bradley. So, guys, what specifically are you most excited for in The Last Jedi? I mean, Bradley laid it out for us there. But uh, James, Ray, Luke. Leia, Kylo, whose whose story? It, is, it could be somebody else. We didn't talk about Finn or Poe. whose uh, Whose story are you most looking forward to seeing in the Last Jedi? Uh,
1: is it a loophole to say three way tie? It probably it is. is. It is. um <sighs> yeah,
0: Well, it, it is a tough question, and there. I mean, there's no way to no wrong way to answer it, unless you try to get around the parameters of the question with like a lazy. Uh I can't commit to anything. Well, yeah, you can't be into the fate of one character without equally being invested in another. Like that's no that's that's weak sauce. So Pick you got you got to pick one of these people or
1: somebody else. I tell you what. I'll I'll, I'll do it in this order then. I'll say I'll say I'll, I'll I'll round it up for the one I'm most interested in, but it was really tough between Snoke being third. Um I I am I'm super curious. I I want to know, but I don't want to know as much as I want to know about Rey, I'm more curious about her backstory. Um, but even that, slightly less than I want to see and know what's going on with our OG Jedi Master Luke. Like I, 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 that's the one. That's the one story arc that I guess I'm most intrigued and excited to find out more. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that's a that's a tough one, Corey. Well, again,
2: now I have to kind of agree with the uh, Jim Jimmy over there. We're What's cool nice. with that, right,
1: Jim James? What's wrong with you? You know what it is. He's had beers, Jamie. When he <sighs> he loses, he loses his ability to make good decisions. I'll let it slide I we were, I uh, I'll let it. will let it slide you because you're cool with it. Because <laughs> you said Jamie at the end. I'll let it slide. But um, I, you agree with me? This is a crazy show. I,
2: I, well, I agree with you in the sense that Snoke is the one other character that I'm kind of deeply interested. Foe and pin, uh, <laughs> Foe. Foe and
1: pin either way (laughs) those those two that's the that's the episode title for sure foe and pin jesus
2: i want to know more about them but i'm not as interested in like the force users and stuff like that like so when bradley breaks it down with those characters like ray and kylo is kind of like a package deal for me now and there's Raylo, don't say that yeah no it's just that 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 better not happen but (laughs) Either the way, th- their destinies are kind of intertwined for me. No, Luke,
0: like no, I specifically said you cannot wrap these people up and say you can't be into one. I have to like if you're into one, you have to have bring the other guy with it. No, split, pick one. You did oh, specifically I, say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Ray and Kylo. No, like that's
2: my plan. <laughs> pick well one. Then, you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say Kylo. I want to see what's happening with Kylo in the long run. good, end. perfect. But- but either way, it's 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 hard because when you think about Luke, we, had, we saw him, we didn't see him in The Force Awakens. And we're so curious to see what he's going to do in this film and where he's going to go because we know where he's at, which is kind of sad. And then we have Leia, and Leia is, you know, it's it's her last performance. We don't know what's going to happen with the character after this. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. So it's, it's kind of a draw for me in that sense as well. But the main draw for me th- in this is, if you want to call the Force a character, that's what I'm really interested in this film.
1: No, like, we don't want to call the Force a character.
2: <laughs> it is in a way, though. You know, if you call <laughs> the Falcon a character. We didn't. It's, wow, you, Kyle, you guys do all the time. Come on.
1: By the way, I, that, that, I kid, buddy, I kid. But Kylo is your answer, right? If you, if you had to lay lay one down, that's the guy.
2: Of that list, but the Force is what I'm most interested to see in this film, and what they're gonna do with it, and change things and these old mysteries and these unlocking of secrets and stuff. I'm like, that's, what's really kind of got my, uh, got me by the balls right now.
0: Nice. Nice. Thank you for that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I walked out of the theater almost two years ago and I had never been more invested or caught up in somebody as I was with Ray. And I, I, that's not like the last two years, haven't done anything to dampen that, but my need to know, of what be, what's become of Luke has only grown uh, to the uh, to the point where I think it's overtaken Ray a little bit. So I'm I'm kind of with James in that. Yeah, I I I definitely want to know more about Ray and see where she's going. Actually, you know, the thing with Ray is when I walked out, like I wanted to know who her parents were, where she's from, all this stuff about her. But I I've kind of bought into all this stuff over the last couple of years. Of who cares where she's from? Let's look at where she's going. So now I'm less interested in, in who her parents are. Because I, I don't believe it's going to be somebody we know. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I've i kind of put that out of my mind. But yeah, So for now, it's kind of gone to Luke. What has happened to our buddy Luke? And what is he going to do about it? Because I'm convinced that it's not going to end on a downer for Luke. It's not going to end on uh, him not being somewhat triumphant. So I want to I want to see how that plays out, and I, as far as Le- Leia goes, I'm just I'm so nervous <laughs> over what they're gonna do with her, because that's it.
2: What we see in this film, we're gonna have to speculate over for two years about how it's gonna play out in Episode Nine, because you know we know this story's unchanged. Yep. So that's that's gonna and they're not coming. She's not coming back.
0: Ah, uh, that yeah, that's for sure. All right, Bradley, there you go. I think, well, I think we had a little... Well, it's a little mix of opinion there. But thanks, thanks, Bradley. Hope for you, to hear from you on the Twitter this week. And can't wait to hear what you have for us next week. Always nice voice to hear clips, from though. you, Bradley. Yep. Yeah, I love that guy. Good dude. We like the Bradley. We like the Bradley. Okay, quick one with Katie this week. She's been asking us a series of questions. Our favorite Luke moments, our favorite Leia moments this week. It's our favorite Lando moment, Corey. You want to take this one first?
4: Damn!
0: <laughs> nah, go for it, James. Go for it.
1: Well, because I just I figured I just figured I'd be agreeing with you again. It's got to be. It's got to be flying in on the Falcon and saving the day. That's that's no. It's not a three way tie for first. Are you talking about an Empire? Yeah. Well, yeah, an Empire, where we're, we all we're, you're not sure who's who's gonna be. You know, like at the time, imagine it's hard for us to look back with fresh eyes. But that was like that was like. You know, an unsuspected scene-stealing—I uh, don't want to call it M. Night Shyamalan, but you know, like that was a, a a big twist. This, for all we knew, this guy was was uh, was was a dirtbag. So, yep, that was more Leia's moment
2: though. Like Leia was like, "Turn the ship around." And he's like, "What?" Yeah. Like, no way. And like Leia's like, "Do it." And like Chewie's like, "I'm gonna kill you, <laughs> man." Like. You better turn this ship around. He's like, okay, okay.
1: I don't know. For me, that's the, for sure. That's my favorite moment. It, it's I, only the only other moment that even comes into mind is when we meet him, and he's got that like that brash arrogance, and, and Leia's sort of intrigued, and and, and Hans sort of got his feathers up. That's the only other, you know,
0: for me, the only other scene. How
3: you doing? <laughs> so nice to see well, you. He, he
0: makes a good entrance. I'll say that. Yeah, Corey, what's what's your top moment? Top moment kind of a bit of a do this again katie it's a bit
2: of a full circle moment it's two scenes in the in the return of the jedi it's got to be that you know like just him barreling out of the death star it's so goddamn close like they're getting eaten by fire it's it's surrounding the cockpit and he's just like worried as hell and they come out of it and him and me and them look at each other and they're just like
3: yeah
2: and then you see him after man on Endor and the, he's telling the story to someone and he's just like smacks his hand off his other hand and he's telling him I flew out of
0: that mother. Like, Oh man. Yeah. I think, I think Lando just got ripped that night. There's no way. Oh, like, hell yeah. He, there's like Lando's lucky. He didn't bail off the top of a tree and just plummet <laughs> to the ground below. Like there's no way that guy was like made it back to wherever he slept that night. Like they poured him into bed
2: for sure. I wonder what Ewoks drink, too. They have to have some kind of simple beer, I guess. Fermented human
1: blood. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: Empire that's probably blood. not far from the truth. Or <laughs> well, whatever it was. Whether he, he was hammered or baked. Like, you know that that guy was all kinds of inebriated that night. An- another big moment,
2: though. Like, I don't say it's my favorite moment. But when we... We know at the end of Empire, he's kind of with them now. Wearing Han's clothes. Um, but we see him again in Return of the Jedi, and that nod, like we know, we we know he's infiltrated Jabba's base and he's on their team. You're just like, dude, he did the right thing. He's back, like he's he's coming full circle, like he's really doing the right thing. Like I thought that was really cool too.
0: Yeah, that that's and just a little higher, just a little <laughs> higher. You know that that moment is on my list as well. Uh, I I think one of my top moments is. So my, my my top moment is a personal moment. So I'll, my two moment from favorite moments from the movies is when it, like the, the things have gone to hell for the heroes and they're being led to Vader's Star Destroyer and then uh, Lando looks down and fires up his his it's his wrist watch right his, his little wrist communicator It's Apple Watch and he wakes up Lobot it's is it's his Ilobot <laughs> <Yeah>. remember. <laughs> He's like, wake up, boop, boop, boop. And it, well, I, it's that moment you go, okay, like he's he is on our side. For, for me anyway, because t- to that point, you weren't sure. But as soon as he wakes up Lobot, you know that he's got something cooking. And that to me was like, okay, good. We can breathe a sigh of relief with this guy. And then, yeah, my other moment, or you're like, man, he was, he was so cool. You just, you didn't want to believe he was a bad guy. Yeah. And then like you, you alluded to, Corey, the moment where uh, Chewbacca is taken away. And then you see uh, this Jabba guard kind of walk up into the shot, and he lowers his mask, and you see it's Lando, and that's that's a nice moment because like to that point you're not really sure what's been going on, like the droids have arrived and Chewie was brought in by this anonymous bounty hunter, but once uh, Lando lowers that mask, you like now okay now I get it they're infiltrating Jabba's palace one by one it's
2: so true man like that's when you see that you're like damn like he's the inside man like now you know they have a fighting chance at least and if you really think about it like maybe not so much as a kid but when you really break that down dude he just infiltrated Jabba's palace like that's huge like that's fodder for like an awesome story like how the hell did Lando infiltrate that place
0: yeah because Jabba has to know Jabba has to know Lando right
2: you would think so I mean but Man, I'll just wear this mask with some
0: teeth on it all the time, twenty four seven. Yeah, just close it up a bit. (laughs) I wouldn't want anybody in here to notice me because, like, he's right there. Like, he's part of the group of people that are like dragging Jabba's dais over to the Rancor pit to watch. Well, I I think that can make an excellent comic. To be honest,
2: I think like how how did that time span between Empire and Jedi is an interesting period in the sense that Luke is a completely changed man. Uh, Whatever Lando and Chewie had to do in order to infiltrate the palace, all that stuff, you know, like lots of fodder there. We had the uh, Shadows of the Empire, but that's not canon anymore.
0: Yeah. Anyway, my favorite moment, though, for me with Lando is, uh, I think it it goes back to a birthday a, a few years ago, and my wife had bought me a vintage... Lando uh, Jabba guard uh, carded vintage figure. So th- that is my favorite Lando moment. Really, eh? that's awesome. I didn't even know you had that. That's a
1: good Lando moment. Hey, did you? Uh, it just struck me the the sort of similarities, not only between their names, uh, Lando and and Haldo, but like he had that extravagant sort of posh, rich guy look, and he was like the you know you weren't sure which which way he was going to go, and sort of she sort of got that that Lando thing going, right?
0: Sure. And maybe that's why Ryan Ryan Johnson didn't include Lando himself because somebody's filling that role. Mm. You got two people. You got DJ and her possibly. Sure. Okay. There you go, Katie. Good questions. I mean, I like putting our thinking cap on for these ones. Sometimes it's taken for granted. Like, I, I did have to think about this one for a bit before coming to that answer. So thank you, Katie.
2: If you want to include Rebels too, there's some good stuff there too. <laughs> Like, when he's talking to his droid, like, at the end, when he steals their, I think it's their fuel cells, he's like, I knew they took, the like, Chopper steals them. He knows they steal them. And that's why he kind of gyps them on the way out. And just a dance, man, that
0: he plays. Yep. All right. We got a question this week from our good friend, Rob Wade. MC Big Wicked is back. And he says, hey, guys, I'm sure you're having a great show. I don't know about that. Uh, and this, might, this is my <laughs> attempt to make it <laughs> make it even better. I asked this recently of the Skyhoppers, but I'd love to hear your thoughts too. A question for you folks to throw around. Do you think the Jedi and the Force would have had less of an impact than they did on the OT fans back in the 70s and 80s if the midi chlorians were explained in the beginning as originally planned? Thanks and keep on tumbling. Rob slash Palpacino. Now this is a tough one. Hmm. And Rob, I, I will say that uh, the minute you enter the fray, things get better immediately.
1: Objection, conjecture. There's <laughs> no answer. There's no answer to this. <laughs> Why did <laughs> I
0: know that you would object?
1: Um, this is no. This is a great question, but I mean, well, obviously, we're just going to be. Uh, it'll be opinion opinion based. Uh,
0: it depends. It
2: all depends how they present it and the way they did present it, and which they did as well in A New Hope on the on at the onset uh, he didn't necessarily use the words Metaclorians, but Luke asked him like what's the force and he was like it's what binds the galaxy together you know like he
1: told him the whole spiel. that's not the same thing he just
2: well he just didn't use the word yeah
0: of
1: course it's the same thing of course thing. it's not like what are you talking what about what are you talking about <laughs> <What>?
3: <laughs>
0: is this what you wanted
2: Rob huh <laughs> This is – Luke asks him, what's the force? He says,
1: "It what it's what binds the galaxy together. That doesn't translate directly to midichlorian. Give me a break. It fits. You can you can roll it back the other way and say that could describe Well, that's what I'm but saying. But
2: he certainly – In 1970s, it, that's the way it worked, and that's the way I like it.
1: Yeah, but they if he had said – the, the question is if he had come out and said, well, Luke, you see there's these little germs slash microbes slash organisms.
2: That doesn't work. So he, that's what I'm saying in the sense that he explained it, but he didn't use the
0: word metachlorians. I think i I think you're trying to loophole yourself when you don't have to <laughs> well, what do you mean
2: all I'm saying is that he explained what the force was without using metachlorians, but yes, I think that if he used the word metachlorians, and then it kind of would have been different and taking taken away from the mysticism oh there me there's all. the word and that's and that's what that's what it is. That's all it is. That's really, to me, that that's what the Force was back then, you know? Like, we didn't know much about it. I like the fact, again, I've always said this. I like the fact that they're able to quantify someone's potential Force usage. usage. When they see Anakin and he's this virgins above all else, you're like, holy cow. But I don't like the fact that they're like, man, like, sounds like, I don't know, like, something else, a periodic table, like, just, ah, uh, Medichlorians, I think it's the name that really does
1: it not justice. It's all of it. The name, like I, they couldn't call it something different and you'd like it, though. It's not, it's, you know, a rose, blah, blah, blah. Because it
2: makes sense. Like, if if not every person can use the force,
1: really, right? Yes, no, or wrong. Everyone, I disagree with that. That I, is wrong. See, I hit-
2: no, I, I know what you guys are going to say. George originally said this and that and that.
1: But George
2: changed his idea because he wrote the prequels. <laughs> so grant now only a certain amount of people are able to use the force in it, to a degree where it's actually relevant and that it is that like there i i get the fact that there's something within those beings that makes them more special but to be able to say the those words like medioclorians like that's what's wrong about it to me like i like the fact that you're saying like Okay, yeah, there's something in the cells of these people that it's able to communicate with the the universe and the galaxy, whatever. That's cool. But when you start saying like, um, I, I don't know, it's the I name. don't even like cells of these people. I like
1: the idea that like that guy is in touch, man, and he can just tap into it stronger than anyone else. And that's enough explanation for me. The fact that it's like, t- but t- it has to be cells, rare. Ooh. No, it doesn't have to be rare. I don't even I don't like that either. I think like. I like the idea of like anybody training hard enough could l- learn to use it a little. I get that there's chosen ones who have like more aptitude, but I don't know. I'm just not a fan, and I don't think it could have been introduced to me at any time where I would have liked it. So the OT, I, I OT like boo, th- prequels boo, boo midi <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think to me
2: like I don't know. I just not anyone could just be a Jedi. Like it, I could see people like feeling the Force and not necessarily using it, but like being able to, to sense it around them and, and knowing its greater purpose, but a small, like 10% of the population kind of like a, that 1%, you know, like one out of 10 is able to kind of utilize it in a, in a fashion where you're like, wow.
0: So, for, so for both of you, it's that, that many Chlorians would have made the people in the seventies and eighties, they would have felt less of an impact. The force would have been less less of a yeah. thing for them if they if they. Yeah, put that I hand. think
2: Ob- Obi wan explained it enough in a way that there was enough mystery. You know, like when he's explaining it to Luke on the Falcon. Like I think we get enough of it there.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, I. You have to kind of go back, like put yourself into the seat of somebody who's seeing this for the first time. And by this point, you've already seen starships. You've already had your mind blown by Star stories. Like, your your head is spinning already. You meet Darth Vader. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're kind of like right in the middle of A New Hope. Your your brain is just racing. And I think... I think there's a... Somebody could have written it. I don't know if George is that guy. I think you could have introduced Chlorines in a way that people still would have walked out of the theater just as buzzed about the movie as if they had not. I think it's possible. Well, it's true. Maybe if you look at it from that
2: regard, like honestly, it makes kind of sense that, you know, if he could have slipped it into the conversation with Luke in such a a nonchalant fashion, now the fact that, you know, the prequels were built up on and put up on such a pedestal You know, Star Wars was was already established so that, you know, them saying that after the fact is kind of like, what? But if you would have just slipped it in there kind of from the beginning nonchalantly and not made it like a big thing and changed the name to something better than Metachlorians, sounds like something I need to put in my hot tub or my pool, you know? Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't know. I I think there's enough going on in A New Hope that uh – if you had said the word midi chlorians in A New Hope, I don't know that you would have walked out and been like, "That sucked," because I think there's still enough in A New Hope that would have blown your brain anyway.
4: Yeah,
1: I I'm not going to disagree with that, but I'll say like, midi chlorians is a scientific term, and there was nothing scientific about the Force in the OT.
0: No, you're right. Yeah, no, I I've also I can you know I could take or leave them. They don't really bother me. And I know I I don't I I like the Phantom Menace, but I don't watch it all that often. So, to me, like I never really think about mini chlorians anymore, which are, are a spin on the word of mitochondria. In case anybody was wondering, that. Uh, I don't know. I th- I I think people, I I don't know that it would have had an impact on uh, on fans in the seventies and eighties. I I think A New Hope was just that good in the seventies and eighties that. The the die is cast, man. People were walking out of that theater with their brains scattered all over the floor. Uh, there you go, Rob. Thank you, sir. Well
1: done, Rob. Another awesome question. Good to hear from you, buddy. And I hope um, you'll tune in and maybe check out our pod and and uh, send some questions in because I'd I'd love to hear your uh, perspective on Lord of the Rings stuff, buddy.
0: Yeah, and I I, I want to hear Rob's take on this as well. Where are we going next? I think we got uh, we got Carlos. Mr. Candido's up next. He says, hey dudes, here's a question that has nothing to do with The Last Jedi. If Thrawn ever made it to live action, what actor do you see playing the part? I see Christian Bale would be epic. I think Christian Bale would be epic in that role. What about you guys? Let me know. Peace, Carlos. All right. Uh, I, I do think Christian Bale would be awesome in that role. I think he's awesome in almost every role he does. Um, I don't know, James, what? Who do you got? Christian Bale. Next. <laughs> <laughs> That's simple, eh?
1: Um, no, but it is a great suggestion. I mean, uh and and sort of hard hard to argue. Um
0: how old how old
1: is, is Christian Bale now? Forty is he older than us? He's gotta be yeah. oh,
2: he's
0: in his I would say he's not I'd say forty three. I think he's maybe forty. Yeah, he's forty three, yeah. Born in seventy four, so he's about to turn forty four in a couple months. Wow, I guess that. That's awesome. Is is Hugh Jackman too old to
1: play him? Because for some reason, I don't know. That was the first. The first image I had was Hugh, Hugh Jackman in blue face paint. You you, you know
2: what? This would kind of be a bit of a double up, but the first person that comes to me, which it's it's all kind of comes again full circle a bit, which is kind of weird. But uh, Mads Mikkelsen. This is all due to the rebel's character, like the way they portrayed his face, the smoothness, the the cheekbones, the jawline. The cheekbones are really what do it for me. But I think Mads Mikkelsen could pull it uh, pull it off, even though he's been Galen UrsO.
1: Cheekbones, yeah. Um, what's it? Tom Harding would be would be. Uh, would ha- I don't know has, his face too. A good his jaw. face too plump. Oh, it depends. This guy can do whatever he wants with his with his body.
2: That's true. Most actors can, I guess. You're right. But uh, how's this? Michael Fassbender, he's got a bit of a long, long face. Uh,
0: I could see him pulling it off. He's right, the right age, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, Fassbender could, would be a great call. I you know if if they'd adapted this movie straight up, like if, if Lucas had been like, wow, these books are cool. Let's make movies of them. Do you guys remember Armand Asante? I don't. Nope, he was he was a a character actor like, I guess prominent in the '80s and early '90s. He was in a, a bunch of stuff. You'd know his face if you saw him, but he would be an, he would have been an amazing Thrawn. no doubt. but I, I think if they're recasting Thrawn today, how like how old do you figure Thrawn is? I, I don't think age is really an obstacle. like he'd be wearing so much makeup anyway that you know really who cares about the character's age unless you cast an actor who can't do action? 40s. Yeah, 40s, right? Yeah. Uh you guys know Milo Ventimiglia? Negative. He was on, well he's he's on that show right now This Is Us and he's sort of like that almost hippie-ish dad. But he was also like the, the inspiration for me is choosing him is uh he was on Gotham last year. We just played this like slick serial killer type guy. And I think he would. I think he. Well, he's a, he's an excellent actor, but um, yeah, I. I t- Milo Ventimiglia would be my pick.
1: What about what about uh, Cumberbatch? Buff. No, I think he, he could do great. it. I just like him. Yeah. I like him in everything, but uh, I think he'd sound great. I think he'd look good. Yeah, he'd he have could to. Do put it. On, he'd have well, to put on a little weight, but
2: he, he could do it. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't see it.
0: Uh, I, I think I
1: could see it. I just sent you a screenshot of of him where he's very Thrawn
0: looking. Yeah, I could totally see it. Um, uh, the off- aforementioned Rob Wade, he's always had Gary Sinise in his head, and that that's another good one. At least I think I, that's good. He's too old now. Back in the
2: day, yeah, you're right. Turn the clock back well, 10 I guess years. it depends on
0: what you do with Thrawn, right? If, if you're going to put him in action sequences, which I disagree with, I think as a that you shouldn't do that with Thrawn, but if they did, then... Yeah, I think Gary Sinise is uh, pretty small, though. No? Yeah, that that who cares? There's lots of ways around that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Ventimigli is my choice, but Gary Sinise is another good one. There's, I mean, there's so many good actors. I don't know. What do you, we, everybody else? What do you guys think? Throw throw out a name for Thrawn. Let's let's hear it. And do we want this? Do we? Would you guys like to see a, a live action Thrawn?
1: I kind of would, and I'm not even a big Rebels watcher, but I I I think he's really intriguing.
0: Sure. I mean, I I'm I'm not a huge Thrawn guy either, but uh, yeah, whatever. Sure.
2: I don't think it's gonna happen,
0: but if they were to take animation to the live screen, I'm all for it. There you go, Carlos. Thank you, sir. All right. Lastly, but definitely not leastly, Jeffrey is back once more. Not a Seinfeld question this week. So, Jeffrey, this week, I was kind of disappointed in that. I'm still, honestly, uh,
2: Jeffrey, I have to say, like, I'm I'm very surprised at your answer, as I was Kyle's. (laughs) Because, anyway, I, I think I know a certain James that was kind of on my side, but just couldn't be on my side because I'm just me with a Z. So
0: now we're, we're not going back down that. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're, this has been like a super long show. So can we just like ex- expedite this please? I guess, but still I'm very confused with both. Of you. Focus, Corey. Like I can't like that bothered me. This is, this is again, Corey, not able to accept an answer that has been presented to him. I just, I don't get it. I'm just, bef- I'm, it's mind boggling a bit. And uh, Newman to train Ray, like again, s- stop. Wow. Here's Jeffrey's question: <laughs> If you owned a cantina in the Star Wars universe, what kind of entertainment would you provide? Music, live bands, dancers, gambling, etc. What would you want the name of your cantina to be? And would you allow droids? Sorry, not the best question this week. We got our minds on Turkey down here this week. Yeah, big big Thanksgiving holiday in the U.S. Hope you guys are all. Having a great well, this is it. I mean, I hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Well, what do you guys think? Uh, who, who wants to take this one first?
1: Uh, I'll go. I gave a little thought. Um, I, the first thing I thought of was what what makes money here, and then I ruled out a few things like, uh, you know, here sex sells, but in, in the galaxy far, far away, I think you probably have too much interspecies stuff for like to, to know what turns on who. So like dancing girls or dancing guys, uh, probably too hard to figure out what pleases everybody. So I threw that out the window and kept just gambling and fighting. If I've got room in the bar to do cage fighting of some sort, I think, I think yeah. violence sells everywhere. Um, so that would be my first choice. But if there's not enough room, uh, then I'd have like at least a back room with, with space poker. Or whatever the you know the easiest way, space craps, or whatever the ga- hot gambling thing is, uh, and if it, if if possible, maybe the whole thing is a gambling den. I'm not sure what the law is on uh, on on the island or the uh, the planet I'm on, so I don't know if I have to hide it or not. But uh, I'm going to go with gambling as my form of entertainment. Um, second choice if I don't have room. Yeah. Uh, as far as as far as uh, calling it something. Uh, I, I didn't come up with any clever names. For some reason, I wanted to just call it Space Bucks. And I know that's a Spaceballs <laughs> reference, not a uh, not a Star Wars reference, but I I just wanted to call it Space Bucks. That's, I think, what, what I would call my, uh, my cantina. Is there a third part?
0: Uh, are droids allowed?
1: Oh, uh, no droids. No, absolutely no droids.
0: <laughs> the hell with droids.
1: There you go, Carlos. That's for you, buddy.
0: What a
2: racist.
1: <laughs> I'm a speciesist. If anything, whatever it is, sad.
0: All right, Corey, I want to hear what you have. Okay,
2: well, entertainment-wise, like I'm I'm forbidding gambling. I don't want that stuff in my establishments. No good. Uh, It's gonna be more like a pool bar, barcade. Those are the things I'm gonna kind of go for in this. But pool uh, with no gambling. First one's boring. Well, I, I like I like what you said about the backroom poker room, but uh video slot machines, forbidden. Actual hands on gambling well, we might we can talk. <laughs> okay. As long as I get it cut. Okay. <laughs> so for, first one, Moss Z Bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we got the we got another one here, the tumbling sabar.
1: I remember that one from episode three.
2: Yeah, something like that. We uh, we serve tumbling Sabir, yep. all that stuff. It's on uh, it's on tap. Uh, then we got the what the prancing Falthier. Ooh, I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> and uh, the last and not la- not least, like I gotta give some love to the last Jedi here. Uh, how's this, the Volptex and the Porg,
1: V and P's, <laughs> P and V's, PV's, VPs, yeah. Not bad. I think I'd go to Space bucks first.
0: Man, you're so overpriced, though.
1: <laughs> oh, my place. My place is <laughs> everything's so a overpriced. Space Buck.
0: <laughs> my place is so totally overpriced. Oh, Corey, what, what what was your droid policy?
2: Oh yeah, open droid policy. As long as this is the this is the condition, though, they come in. I don't want no snooping around. You know, like you get a restraining bolt. When you leave, it comes off. There's this. There's rules we we'll got some rules around here, but yeah, definitely allowed in, but you know
0: <laughs> all right then uh i I didn't come up with a name for mine. I just ran out of racetrack, even though Jeffrey got in the question days ago i just i could not find a suitable name uh but mine is like i'm I'm done with bars, like the mine would just be like a straight up fine dining restaurant uh based on the n- notorious hut hut clan, so I would have menu items such as. Uh Jabba's jambalaya, which we'd call jabalaya nice nice <laughs> uh, zero the hut would have euros, zero zeros gyros. Uh, the hut there'd be uh Foy de grabala the hut nice, and uh, uh Gracchus the hut would have his protein plate with you know chicken wings and chicken tenders, stuff like that, maybe some pork some dude. pork wings, dude, you gotta get some frog legs in there now, sure. You can put whatever you want on, on Gracchus's protein plate. I'm talking about Jabba, really. Whatever he shoves in his mouth at one point. <laughs> yeah, and um droids can come in, but no droid would want to come in this place. They you know they they know how huts treat droids. No droid would come within a parsec of my restaurant. Alright. That was fun. I would oh, okay. I would actually I would I would eat uh jabalaya. I would not eat foie de garbala. I try it once. Fatty, fatty, uh, hot liver. You'd eat that? I'd give it a try.
1: Fatty foods are usually tasty.
0: Yeah, but hot liver, I don't know. That's, that's maybe a bridge too far for me. But that's it, man. That's, guys, we're done. Jeffrey, thank you, sir. Whew. We did a whole lot of everything in this episode, I think. It's, it's tomorrow. yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> Guess what, guys? We're, we're up at stupid o'clock again.
1: Well worth it, boys. That was fun.
0: It was fun. All right, guys, ads. Bradley, Katie, Rob, Carlos, Jeffrey. Thank you all so much for your input this week. Do come back again next week. And uh, Corey and James, guys, this was a, a ton of fun this week. Almost three hours of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Corey's got nothing left to say. No, I'm. Uh, I'm honestly,
2: James. I'm. Ha- I'm happy you came on board this week.
1: Oh, it's always fun, guys. I like. Uh, I. I. You. You both know that if I didn't have to be, um, picking and choosing my spots, I would be here every single week. But it's. It's always fun when I. Like, I can find the time to squeeze myself in. I miss it a lot.
2: Hell yeah! And what do we got now? We got to fourteen. When this drops, dude, we're gonna be like sixteen days. Oh,
0: oh my god. Oh, my Yeah, people God. Listen, who listen to this on day one when it drops 16 days. That is crazy pants. All right, that's it. Uh, go check out StarWarsCommonwealth.com, everybody, if you've not uh, done that yet. Uh, like I like to say, I don't know a lot of things in this world, but I know that the Star Wars Commonwealth podcasts are going to kill it this week when, yet, yet again. Uh, lots of stuff, lots of variety over there. Something sure to scratch your itch. Uh, so, guys, before we get back, well, James... Plug, plug your show one more time, the upcoming podcast, when, when it's dropping, if there's a date, all that stuff, your Twitter handle, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're unofficially and now I guess officially uh, an unexpected podcast. And we're on Twitter now, finally, with like at least four followers, including you two.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yo.
1: Um, at an, unex- <laughs> an unexpected pod, P-O-D. And, uh, yeah, we, we're not exactly sure when we drop. We're going to record the first episode and the second one and have a, have a couple in the bank before we drop. So we, we've got a little room to play. And I'm thinking if it doesn't happen right at Christmas, it'll happen uh, in January as the new year rolls in. So stay tuned.
0: Yeah, and maybe it makes a little sense to steer clear of The Last Jedi. I don't know.
1: I don't want to really be going head-to-head with uh, that kind of news. And also just the busyness. Like, we've got our our movie night and... A lot to talk about. I'm probably going to jump on a few pods through that time as well, um, and you know Christmas and everything. So, and you know ads ads has a family as well. So we'll figure it out. But uh, coming soon to a uh, headset near you.
0: Awesome. And Corey, where 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 are you at? Come on, man. I'm at Chop Rules with a Z. Brilliant. I'm at Tumbling Saber on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Come say hello. Come talk Star Wars. And uh, looking forward to seeing you all again very soon this week, especially the powerful friends, you'll get Sith Disturbers at the end of the week. And if you want to become a powerful friend, if you haven't already, patreon.com slash tumbling saber, exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, giveaways uh, are are super crazy. Uh, The Last Jedi Sith Disturbers quiz drops. Get into the program before we actually do that because that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, that's it. We're done. Thank you so much for, what, three hours of your time Holy smokes. Uh, Have a great week and we'll talk to you later.
3: walking